This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Welcome to the Young Lioncast, your fortnightly audio source of all things New Japan Pro Wrestling, right here on the Podmania Podcasting Network. Happy New Year! Even though when we are recording this, it is the 18th of December, and when it goes out, it is the 1st of January. So, ridiculous time vortex, but nevertheless, I'm your host, Rob Goodwin, and I'm joined by a very, very confused, I imagine, Chris O'Brien. Hi, Chris. (laughs) Hi, Rob. Wasn't Star Wars great? Slash shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't New Year's Eve good? Slash anticlimactic? Can can you believe that Batman's real? (laughs) Can you believe that he, she said that or didn't say that? Can you believe that, like, Santa came out as an icon of the lesbian community? Literally. Literally nobody saw it coming. It's it's amazing. (laughs) I love Mrs. Claus and she's been married to Santa. (laughs) Actually, that reminds me. Um, there was once someone like you know when like when you find a homophobe, so you keep annoying them because homophobes are really fun to mess with. Of course, happens all the time. Yeah. So um, I once got, <laughs> once tricked a homo not tricked, but like I once got a homophobe to say he's a lesbian. <laughs> what? He was so desperate to say he wasn't gay. So it's like I'm a lesbian. I like women. It's like, do you know what lesbian? Oh, tell you what, God. Tell you what, top, uh, Chris's top tip of the day. Um, if you ever want to really annoy a homophobe, call them daddy. Call them daddy? Because here's the thing. I would rather a homophobe throw homophobic abuse at me, who is not going to ruin their day, rather than an actual um, gay per- person or an actual LGBTQ plus person where it will ruin their day. Where they will so, absolutely destroy like, them. So I'd, I'd rather like make... Because the like, thing is, I'm so unaffected that I can work around it and make them look like a fucking idiot yeah obviously so, so i'm i literally went to one person one person was mad i was like uh yeah please keep shouting me some little boys just need a daddy and uh he was like <laughs> whoa bitch boy what are you i think i sent this to that it's like what are you wearing company doesn't matter I was, and i just said whatever you want daddy and it just kept going and eventually he was like ah oh, typical last like trying to convert me. I'm like, I have no interest in converting you. How do it's you like, not get punched more? Oh, this is um A, because you can't punch a man in glasses. Uh, oh no, one written rule. Yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah. And B, what you need to understand about my form of shit posting rub is I shit my, po- my I shit post myself to the moral high ground. Like I put I I I sort of shit post my way to like the point of if they do punch me, it's because they lost the argument and they're so stubborn that we don't want to lose an argument. Right. <laughs> like uh, you don't see it because you're not a shitty person, Rob. So. Thank you. That that's like the nicest thing I think you've ever said N- to me. 
Next time AEW um, posts about Nyla Rose on Facebook, just look out for me because that's where I do most of my. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know how to follow that conversation up, Chris, to be perfectly honest. Well, is there any any gay people on the Is there any gay people on the Wrestle Kingdom card? They genuinely don't know. I d- well, if they are, more power to them. Um, uh, yeah, please give them my number. <laughs> so basically, ladies and gentlemen, it is, like I say, at the moment, it is December the 18th, and we are sort of previewing the Wrestle Kingdom cards. The Wrestle Kingdom cards have been announced alongside the Road 2 shows, which we aren't doing because, again, by the time this comes out, it will be the 1st of January and they will have already happened. Um, Just before we start with that, though, Chris, um, there's just one point I want to make about the Road 2 shows, and that, of course, is the main event of the 19th of December, so tomorrow as we are recording, is Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles taking on Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi in what has been billed as Hiromu Takahashi's comeback match. Now, aside from the fact that the in-ring quality is going to be fantastic, because look at who's in the ring and Bushi. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Bushi had a low-key match of the year for you, which I still find quite fun. Genuinely, that match at Power Struggle was decent. And to be fair, he had some, (laughs) some good matches in the Best of the Super Juniors. You initially gave that a nine. I did. Like, and I feel shitty talking you down because it's sort of like I'm shitting on someone's fun. But no, that wasn't. We need some sort of standards and what we give things from. Um, So, yeah, basically, um, what my question is to you is, why are they giving us Hiromu Takahashi's comeback at Corican Hall less than a month before Wrestle Kingdom? Doesn't that sort of ruin the moment at Wrestle Kingdom? Mm, we're kind of, but also I think it might be just to allay the people who think Hiromu can't do it. I don't like, know. I think it's to allay people's fears, but also I wouldn't... Like, I, I think their main thinking is no one coming into Tokyo Dome just for Takahashi, apart from you, probably. <laughs> Did he your top ten wrestlers? Yes. He is one of my top 10 wrestlers. He's my favourite in uh, New Japan, apart from Ishii. Uh, yeah, I think Okada got my highest, which I now kind of regret because he's choked, had a chokehold on that title. Like, nothing else. Like, he's choking that, like, the bitch it is. But, um, yeah. No, I can't I can't think of a good justification other than it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun match. I mean, like, I think she's an obvious, the most obvious poor guy I've ever seen. Like, his mask may as well just be a target. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to make someone look strong. And to be fair, it's got me interested in watching the Road 2 show. So. Oh, absolutely. And I will watch the Road 2 shows, mainly for that match. Yeah, because I've missed Hiromi. And you know, I watched him. Well, I say old, like he's only been in for two years. So I watched some Hiromi matches recently. And oof, I, I forgot how much I miss him. He's the breath of fresh air the junior division needs. Yeah, well, you say that. The junior division this year has been the best. It's um, much better than it was last year. Like it, this, like there's been a steady drip of juniors rather than like a bunch of juniors at once. So like everyone's got their time to be pushed. Like some of them did end up fading into the background. But honestly, that's not a problem with New Japan's overall booking. Like you can't tell me that people haven't faded into the background over the last few years, especially since they keep bringing Jericho in for no fucking reason. Like literally, I saw the gates for like the, the Jericho matches, with the exception of the first Wrestle Kingdom he wrestled in. All gates have been either the same or slightly down. 
but to be fair, the slight down is down to like them upping their production budget rather than like less interest. Yeah, but still. Look, I by that I mean you've got Osprey who's held the belt now for a long time, a long time, and time. you've got after Bushi at Power Struggle. Who else <clears throat> is Osprey going to take on? <clears throat> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I have a frog in my throat. Um, who else is Osprey going to take on? And I think Hiromu's return has come at the right time. That's what I mean by yeah. that breath of fresh well, air. We'll, 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 yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll get more into that when we go into that match. But yeah, no, I can't come up with a good justification other than to get people to watch the road t-shirts. Um, oddly enough, though, like there's no like. Like, it's weird, last year I remember there being, like, more to go on for those two shows. Like, for example, you had Gato versus Okada, which, of course, wasn't a good match, but, like, was a decent enough angle. And then, like, I know, I'm also not massive on very quickly Liger's last Kurokin Hall match having Yoshihashi in it. Yeah, no, you did make that very abundantly clear. I will just say, though, Chris, <laughs> last year we had concrete main events and concrete matchups. Don't forget, the two main matches, or the two main heavyweight matches, are undecided. So, if you look at the yeah. lineups for the Road 2 shows, they've actually gone with mix-ups of every single possibility. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I agree with what you say. In last year, it was, you had Okada versus uh, Gato, then you had Okada and such and such versus Jay White and Gato, and you had those very, very clear build-up matches, but here they don't, they can't do that, because obviously, the main event of the fifth, and presumably, what, third or fourth from the top, is undecided, and depends yeah. very much on that one. That's something we've gone to, like, on paper, this is really good, but, like, in terms of, like, the road to booking, which isn't normally something I especially care about, but, like, in this case, it's sort of super abundant that just some people aren't slotting into place as naturally as they should. <laughs> it, it makes sense <laughs> in a way that they brought Hiromu back just to give people a reason to watch these shows, I suppose. Yeah. So what we'll do is, ladies and gentlemen, we will run down... Night one of Wrestle Kingdom from the fourth. First, I'll read out the cards, then we'll go back and me and Chris will talk about the matches and give our very, very loose predictions as we head in towards Wrestle Kingdom, and then we'll do the same with night two on the fifth. So, Chris, are you ready to attack these cards? Gonna viciously attack them with our words. It's gonna be like fair me and skill. <laughs> Sticks and stones. So oh, they also break my bones off. They did not like me in school. <laughs> oh my god! You make this podcast so dark. <laughs> well, to be fair, I also made it very lighthearted early with great tips on how to stop homophobia. You did, call, and I'm call. sure people thank you. How to be a straight ally. <laughs> so let's start with night one, Wrestle Kingdom 14th on January the 4th, 2020, on the Saturday, starting at 7 a.m. The, ma- the main card, and then the opening matches starting at 6 a.m. Obviously, I'm speaking in GMT English time. So the opening match is a eight-man tag with Yuya Uemura, Yota Suji, and Great Bash Heel. 
taking on the team of Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Toa Hanare. Match two is Tenkoji taking on Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata. Then we go on to the main card, and we open the night with Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement match one, and that is the 10-man tag with the team of Tiger Mask, the great Sasuke, Tatsumi Fujinami, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Sorry, it's an eight-man tag, not 10. Versus the team of Taguchi, uh, Tasuhito Takaiwa, Shinjiro Utani, and Naoki Sano, and they have got Kuniaki Kobayashi in their corner. We then move on to the first of two eight-man tags with the LIJ team of Bushi, Shingo Takagi, Evil, and Sonata taking on the team of El Desperado, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. The third match on the main card sees has have another eight-man tag with the Chaos team of Yoshihashi, Tori Yano, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto take on the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, Bad Luck Farley, and Kenta. Our first championship match is next with the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the defending team of Tangaloa and Tamatonga, the Gorillas of Destiny, taking on the World Tag League winners of Finjuice. The first IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match, which of course is also a Texas death match, which sees the champion Lance Archer take on the challenger John Moxley. Sixth match, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with the champion Will Ospreay taking on the returning Hiromu Takahashi. Set my main event then, and the seventh match is the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match between the champion Jay White and the challenger Tetsuya Naito. And of course, the winner of that match will take on the winner of the following match in the main event of night two for the championship. And the main event of this night is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match between the champion Okada and the winner of the G1 Climax 29, Kota Ibushi. So first, Chris, before we go through this match by match by match, what are your overall thoughts about this card? I'm not massive on random tag matches for Wrestle Kingdom. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Honestly, this is something that's not as um, prevalent on night two, because they have the gauntlet, which we'll get onto. If we're going to do that, why not just have, like these random ones, like these random tag matches, why not just have the rumble back? And then, like, because... A lot of these people in the goal the next night, it means you can actually have some big names in the rubble. Like, honest- Go on, sorry. Like, honestly. Like, I get, I get, I get the pre-shows, apart from one match, but like on the main card, like the only tag match, non-tag match I'm down with is the Liger one, because it's of a celebration of some of his biggest, um, like of junior history within New Japan, but then like... Um, you go forward to like the Lij versus Suzuki Gun, and with the exception, and there's that's not with the exception of Sonada and Zack Saber Jr. That's not really setting up anything for night team. Like that's my problem. A lot of these don't like a lot of them are just an excuse not to have the title match on night one. Like if they were going to do that, I don't see the point in doing two nights. Oh wait, money. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Overall, both of these two cards are amazing. Both these two cards are stellar. But when you've got two cards and there is no prevalent program for single... And by prevalent, I mean a singles program for Shingo, Evil, Taichi, Suzuki, and Ishii. Those aren't just 
lower mid carders. They are people. They aren't, you know, Tenzan, Baby Kojima. They are big players. They're big players in your company. And if you haven't got prevalent sync, to throw them in random eight-man tags does seem a little bit throwaway. And you, it, I'm with you, Chris. I think overall the two cards are great. The two cards are going to be amazing. The knights are going to be incredible. But these two eight-man tags, I cannot believe on the first night of a two-night Wrestle Kingdom where we have got probably one of the best rosters New Japan has ever had and all we can throw these fantastic competitors in is random, no-meaning eight-man tags. And again, I will just quickly say that there are some people on this card who are wrestling twice. Yeah. And with uh... the exception of Liger, who of course is going to be wrestling twice, I would argue, do we need people pulling double duty when we have got, and again, Ishii, who has been in ring one of the MVPs this year, Shingo, who has had a stellar standout year, Evil, who we keep building up to then not do anything with. Tell you what, let's um, take it back to the start, and then like when we get to these matches, we can talk about what we possibly do. Fair enough. Let's start with the first opening match then, and this, of course, is opening the night at 6am, English time, so a lot of coffee needed, Chris. Two fucking. I'm, I'm gonna need more than coffee. I'm gonna need like cocaine. I, no, I'm I'm a good boy. Um, Are you? <laughs> Are you? That that belies everything I know about you. In terms of drugs, yes. In terms I of see. sexual deviant, maybe not. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a young lion. But yeah, honestly, like. A pre-show Young Lion match, I have absolutely no issue with a pre-show. You know, like this, in theory, I have no issue with this. Gets Homna on the card. Again, I think in terms of getting a lot of these names on here, like I think I'd rather have like a rumble and then the winner gets another, another shot the next day or something. Well, not another shot because that's happened the second day. You could have set never on the first night and then have another, 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 another fuck's sake, on the second night. But yeah, um, in theory, there's no... But there's no issue here. Like Makabe is still relatively over because he's isn't he basic? Isn't he on like some sort of news network in Japan? Yeah, he's he's apparently quite culturally relevant. Uh, I didn't realize this. The person I'm most interested in this match is, and I never thought I'd hear me say this, but is Toanare. Yeah, because he's going up against his because he wasn't his. I'm trying to remember last year. So much of last year sort of just blurs, but like Toanare was trying to get into Great Bash here. There was there was a lot of almost storylines for Hanare, and I feel that this year you're going to have, at some point this year, you're going to have the return of Kawato and you're going to have the turn of the Great Okan. Who's going to come down from the mountains? Who's going to come down from the mountains? And I think... I, I do fucking love how that's now. Back. That's like a headcanon. <laughs> it's like how El Generico is just assumed to be helping orphans in Mexico. Exactly. But, yeah, like, um, Tom and Harry's been getting better. Honestly, I think they should give him, like, a decent run in some tournament. Like, the G1 feel, like, the Ross is so stacked, but he's unfortunately sort of just not in with a shot of getting into G1, but, like, um, I think given, was he, was he even in New Japan? No, he was injured, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. He was in, he was in the New Japan Cup. He lost to Lance Archer in the first round. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, you can't blame me for forgetting that, but, uh... No, I just, I, I agree with you, but I think, if you have got those returns of Young Lions on excursions, you can't afford, if you're Toa Hinari, you can't afford to be lapped 
by these people because they're going to come back and you know Coato is going to be in that junior picture. You know, yeah, Great O'Conn, probably heavyweight tag, never division. Yeah, well, to be fair, I haven't, he's, in, he's doing mostly rep pro, isn't he? So, like, he's in a tag I team with Rampage Brown, I believe. They're current champ, they're current tag champs. Really, I don't watch. I don't watch Red Pro. <laughs> no, I don't. I just I knew because obviously I I, um, I was interested in what uh, Great O'Conn was doing, but I don't know. Tohanare has not really sniffed a championship. I mean, not just uh, Yoshihashi, but that's beside the point. At least he's maybe, had title shots. But he's on the US team, so like, do you think that's a? Do you think that's a point towards him going to the US division? I'm still. I'm waiting. The jury's still out for me with the United States division because I don't know if that is going to be a solid division with just some talent coming over from Japan or if it is just going to be all of the talent from Japan coming over when they aren't busy in I'm I'm waiting to see. I need more announcements. But I would yeah. like to see an RA in a more prevalent reign or a more well, prevalent the, role. If the Young Lions are anything to go by, they're training them. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you look at their team, you've got Carl Frederick, who's had an absolutely amazing year. He had a fantastic tag league and looked really good leading up to that. You've got Clark Connors, who's another, you know, one who's going to be a breakout star. Alex Coughlin, every time I've seen Alex Coughlin has been fantastic. And, you know, that's not even taking into account the New Japan Dojo um, uh, Young Lions. So you've got Uemura and Yota Suji on the other team, and they're both fantastic. Again, we could talk to a blue in the face about how good the young lions are and ultimately we spent far too long on a young lion match but yeah i think perhaps toa hanare could be a good thing over in america especially if they introduce a tag division i personally think that hanare you look at what they've done with david finley you know him in the tag division he's a new man he's rejuvenated but, yeah. To be fair, I actually watched David Finley's matches with Jay White and they're really fucking good. So Exactly, and Hanare is good, and I think given the chance he'll get, it's just it's gonna be interesting. I think this could be a make or break year for Toa Hanare. Yeah, like fix his spear, I think it'll be fine. Here's what I think you should do with Hanare. New Year's Dash, have him murder Honda. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see him doing that. Because it's like if you killed Old Yeller in front of a paying crowd. <laughs> I, I think Dash, there's going to be quite a lot of reset at Dash. And I'm going to go into that um, a little bit later with some of the booking on night two. Next match, I'm going to literally spend no time talking about whatsoever. It's uh, Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzan taking on Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata. This match took place on the last night Tag League with Nagata and Nakanishi picking up the win. I can only assume that this is going to be Kojima and Tenzan getting their win back. I doubt anyone is asked about this match, Chris. Right, I actually have a few questions. I didn't watch Tag League. How are Tenkozy um, this Tag League? Because can Kojima still go, basically? Basically, Because we know Tenzan is immobile. Poor Tenzan's ankle. Um, Kojima can still go, and Nagata can still go. And... This is actually fun fact. In the time, in the whole time of me doing the solo Young Lion, it's the lowest rated match in Young Lion history. And it's we've got a rematch at Wrestle Kingdom, mate. We're getting yeah, up at six a.m. We're getting up at well, no, actually, we're not. We're getting up at, at the latest about quarter two, and to watch Tenkoji versus Nakanishi and Nagata. How does that make yeah. you feel? Um, to be fair. 
um, Naganishi might die. That'd be fun. Like I'm trying to. Think oh, don't be what horrible. We... What did we give a Naganishi Yoshihashi? Uh, it Na- was it was either a three or a two. It wasn't great. Because I gave this a two, and the only reason I gave it a two is because there was the idea for a good match in there. I think uh, ultimately we both felt sorry for Yoshihashi, and that's something we've never said. But ooh. but he was never like he because we saw him in the tournament. He had a decent enough tournament. Just you you have no choice. Like actually, look, we were talking about Naganishi's G one win and his IWGP tap. Um, looking into it, it looks like it was them literally just giving a company man a run. Sort of like Kofi Mania without <laughs> Naganishi being over. Without any of the heat, without any of the hype. Yeah, imagine if WWE tried to put the championship. Imagine if Ted DiBiase Jr. had stuck around. Wow. Okay, yeah. No, I can understand that. Um, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we didn't talk about the first match, who we were going to go for as a victory, I think, Toa and Ares team, personally. Um gonna go with um Macabes, just because there's more people on the other side of the field could take a pin because they're mostly lions yeah no fair enough and this match i'm gonna say tankozi because nakanishi and yuji nagar won um same i really hope kojima i, I kind of because while kojima can still go i want him to get like a token championship um shot not a win but like we saw this match with Shingo that he can do really well. So, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him have a never shot. Yeah, um, actually, I wouldn't be mad if he got if he went pretty, especially now that it's a thirty-two man field. I'd rather see Kojima go far, but rather than like Kokabana again. That's yeah, no, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Kokabana, who is not on this card at all, by the way. Yeah. Especially since like Kojima, like at this point he's been it's been two years. No, 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 because he gave up a G one spot um, to Nagata two years ago, so it's been three years since he's in the G one. I wouldn't uh, be opposed to see him in the uh, United States heavyweight division either. No, last thing after this, I think like who's in what division might be reset, just because like a lot of the feuds have been run through, and we'll get actually more into that in the never match of all things. But yeah, this, uh, to be fair. Is for a pre-show, it's harmless. I dismiss the rumble. <laughs> no, I agree, and I think that would have been a lot, a lot more appropriate use of this talent. However, we yeah. move on then to the opening match of the card, and of, like I mentioned before, it's the Jushin Thunder Liger retirement match one, and it's the team of Tiger Mask, the Great Sasuke, Tatsumi Fujinami, and Jushin Thunder Liger with El Samurai in their corner, taking on the team of Taguchi, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, Shinjiro Utani, and Naoki Sano. This is a great place to put this because opening Wrestle Kingdom, the last Wrestle Kingdom, the last January 4th Wrestle Kingdom, Liger's music is the first thing that hits. Yeah. And to be fair, like there's a pretty good collection of um, legends in here. I'd be honest, I didn't know Tatsumi Fujinami was still wrestling. <laughs> no, neither did I. Half these people I didn't realise were still wrestling. Have you, ever, have you ever watched Tatsumi Fujinami? I've watched bits of him. Uh, nothing, nothing that instantly springs to mind. From what I gather, though, please don't hate me, like veteran New Japan fan, because I like my knowledge of New Japan starts around the mid nineties for the most part. Um, I, I just from what I see, is basically like a junior version of Anoki. Well, that's high praise. Yeah, um, he's a legend for a reason. To be fair, um, and Sasuke, I knew he was still going because I, I watched him. And um, there's just 
um, stream I followed called New Legacy Inc. And he went to see Great Sasuke in a death match recently. <laughs> okay. Um, That's terrifying. Tiger Mask is in here, which I'm not awful about. To be fair, Tiger Mask didn't have an awful Super Juniors this year. No, he was so, good. He was good. Um, we saw Grumpy Tiger so- Mask, which is best Tiger Mask. Yeah, right, it's best. Like, <laughs> do you remember earlier this week in the chat when we, we were trying to decide what we we're going to do on Friday? And Gaff was like, um, broke. He was like, right, Chris, you can't pick New Japan guys. Uh, we were t- thinking about doing a not, never in WWE list. It's like, you can't pick New Japan guys. And um, you can't pick anyone who's been on like house shows or whatever. So I'm like, okay, kill him. And he broke both his rules by picking the original Tiger Mask. <laughs> oh, we're but, such marks. No, no, and then he tried to get himself out of it by going Tiger Mask 2. I'm like, mate, that's Masawa. You can't. <laughs> um, anyway, unfortunately, um, because, I mean, I know bits. I know that Sano had a great match with Liger in 1990. It's sort of like Liger's circle, as it were. Yeah, it's and, sort of the quintessential Jushin Thunder Liger match. Especially like having El Samurai up there, which in many people's estimation was Liger's best match. I don't necessarily... What is my favourite Liger match? I did a list. I should remember this. Actually, no, because I didn't put them in order. Because I'm pretty sure at number one I put Liger's PWG. Which in, um, is is absolutely no one in the history of the world's favourite Liger match. To be fair, for the people in attendance... Because, <laughs> like, I'm not being funny. There's no more joy I've gotten watching wrestling in my whole... Oh, 13 years watching wrestling, Rob. And Jushin Thunder Liger going sick for fun in my asshole. I think moving and, on from thumbs and arseholes, Chris. Right, so, but yeah, like, um, obviously, legendary match with Sasuke, me and Rob do so argue about the quality of that sometimes. Um, like, Fujinami and Rob, the original Tiger Mask, they're sort of like the generation before with Junior, so like having them out there, the nice little token like yeah this is just like a nice like this isn't his final farewell match this is just his farewell to january 4th and for that i think it's perfect yeah i like i like the idea of it being almost lager through the ages yeah exactly and um, like, it's perfect for that the legends they're not going to try to go they're going to go in there hit their signature moves pop the crowd and it's going to be fun oh god match quality probably not um yeah well sasuke is going to hit a sasuke special and his knees will explode but and the crowd will explode. It'll be it as a spectacle. It will be incredible. And, and, um, fans of um, Japanese wrestling as a whole will be having. To be fair, me and Rob will probably be popping throughout most of this. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. And don't forget as well. Tiger Mask can still go. Liger can still go. Taguchi can still go. I know Sano still does a lot of freelance work. So they still go. I'm slightly upset. Ultima. They didn't. Um, whoever. It's all Japan here. No, because Ultima just signed with Dragon Gate. Anyway, I'm sad he's in there. Liger winning? Yeah, well, he has to, doesn't like it. That's what I kind of like about the other side. There's no, like, veterans. Then again, um, if you remember back to the What Culture World Cup, um, Taguchi went over Liger and he became a heel in that tournament because of... I love the fact that you're referencing the What Culture World Cup. No, I have... I, I remember a lot of things. <laughs> um, Second match, then. Eight-man tag. LIJ team of Bushi, Shingo, Evil, Sonata take on the Suzuki-Goon team of El Desperado, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. Just a quick point, Chris. This is the only time on pre-show or main card 
that Suzuki is on this card, that Suzuki is at Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, he's not in the um, gauntlet. No. Fuck. Maybe he is on his way out. I was, that was going to be my next question, Chris. Is this fueling the fire that he is leaving? Because they always seem to put people in innocuous tag team matches right before they leave. Like, we did it with Nakamura. We did it with AJ. We did it with... Um, well, we kind of did it with, yeah, we kind of did it with Kushida, but like the respect because like they loved Kushida too much because apparently he's fucking lovely. But um, I don't like to speculate, honestly, with that kind of thing. But yeah, that's two years in a row, and Suzuki's been fucked out of. But again, Suzuki's hardly been used this year. Like, especially well, I say that he's had a fair few singles matches, but like a title match. Yeah, he's had one title match. There's always a Suzuki title match with the year. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's a filler defense, essentially, at this point. I don't like, like the fact that this is an eight-man tag, but there's two possibilities I see coming out of this. Mm-hmm. The first, obviously, there was heat between Suzuki and Shingo leading up to the World Tag League, and that sort of cooled off. So they're facing each other here. Are we going to see potentially Suzuki versus Shingo? You know, if we're going that way and Suzuki does stay, are we going that way for, say, a new beginning? Because I would be so pants down to go and see a Shingo and Suzuki match. Well, yeah, because I think Shingo needs a big heavyweight win after losing to Gala. Or are we going to see Suzuki Goon implode and at New Year Dash, are we going to see Taichi? who I think we can all agree is the next in line to be the de facto leader of that stable. Are we going to see Suzuki kicked out at Dash, as is their want, and it become Taiji Goon? Not going to lie. I'm fully in love with the fact that I've turned you around on this is This is naught to do with my feelings on Taiji. Nothing at all. Go with Zach. Suzuki Goon are a heel stable. They are yeah, a heel that- stable, and at the moment, people love Suzuki. And at the moment, people are turning around on Taichi. What better way to turn them into the bastard heel group than have Taichi, who is literally his popularity is on a knife edge, than to have him turn on Suzuki and be the reason that Suzuki, many people's favorite person in New Japan. Especially in the West, yeah. Yeah, no, I can... That would be great. The heat would be nuclear. Um, problem is, both Suzuki Gun have always been like, because you know the two main heel factions are like LAJ, at least a year, a year ago, two years ago, not anymore. Like LAJ, Bullet Club, and Suzuki Gun. Suzuki Guns were always the ones who were never going to get a major title, or like never going to get the heavyweight title, because that's just how we book Suzuki. So, like, honestly, if that happens, Taichi needs to win a major. Like, I know that sounds like me being like. The Tai Chi fanboy, but like I, I am, I can't deny it. Um, tai Chi needs to win a major championship, sharpish. If that, you may need to establish him in that case because we've sort of been stopped there and like been never belt in the way to do it. He needs to win like the IC belt or the US belt if that's going to happen. I think, and this year, him in the G1 has helped. The matches against Ishii have helped, and his matches against Naito have helped because he's cut out his bullshit as much when it's not needed, and he's had good matches, aside from that horror show in Sapporo. So, I think, speaking personally, I don't see Taichi ever holding the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I just, I just I, don't. 
you clearly haven't seen my fantasy books. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, and I'm doing so. I'm, I'm running through like a new Japan year on Fire Pro because uni's off and people won't respond to my email, so I haven't had a lot to do wrong. And um, so I'm running through it. I'm currently on the New Japan Cup, and um, so like some of them I play, but some of them I just sim just to see what happens, like just to troll because I'm not don't have like any firm booking plans. Tai Chi v Okada when I simmed it. And it's solely because I had Tai Chi come out with Miyawabe and Desperado, and Desperado kept interfering. Amazing. I, I could see Tai Chi win a New Japan Cup. I could see Tai Chi. I can definitely see Tai Chi as an IC champion. Definitely. But as a heavyweight champion, no. I, I think the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship is enough. <laughs> You've seen last time. I think the IC title to establish it because that's what we did with Kenny. So like, it's not like that's not an establish it. But also, um, I will say that look how fast you've turned around on Tai Chi, and then think how fast that could be turned around to you thinking, yeah, he's a lizard. Because like, there's been so like Jay White like a year ago, you wouldn't even well no two years ago you wouldn't even thought oh IWGP heavyweight champion division. Um, Caliber, and then he gets a year later, and suddenly, oh shit, he's in, um he's IWGP champion, and in the G1 finals on in one year, and it makes complete sense. So like, I'm just saying, don't count out Taiji for IWGP champion ever, even though it's just a short reign. Because honestly, I think that'd be a great story, like Taiji doing what I don't, because it used to be Kojima Gun, um, Suzuki Gun, didn't it? Yeah. Like this is going wait, and like was Kojima heavyweight champion while he was running it? Yes. Oh right, okay, never mind. I was about to say that would be great. A great story would be the only person to, but like even like Suzuki hasn't been IWGP champion, so Taichi being IWGP champion, while Minoru Suzuki could never do it, is again continuing Taichi's stick moves, and I'm loving it. It speaks volumes that we haven't talked about the match. This is previewing, which is Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. the next, the next night. But yes. Yeah. Aside from the fact that in the press conference leading up to this match, um. Zach just started insulting the way that Sonada dressed was brilliant. It was. I love Zach, Zach is like people. People talk about how like Zach. I've saw someone talk about how like Zach is um, bland. I'm like, have you ever fucking listened to Zach say Virginia? <laughs> he's like, um, he's he's my favorite promo in New Japan. Oh, he's in, he's absolutely incredible. He really I is. Love, I love how, like because he had a poor G1 and he blamed it on Brexit. The guy's incredible. I don't think... Sorry, I'm just going back to what we said before. I don't think Kojima won it when he was part of no, Kojima I Goon. No, I IWGP champion. Oh, no. no he's, yeah, he's won it twice. No, was, I know he's been champion, but like I didn't know if he was part, if he was champion while running Kojima. But again, wasn't Kojima going in Noah? Uh, no, it was in New Japan, I think. 2010. That's, that's my part. Like, like, in the mid to late 2000s, everyone just fucking mingled. Like, Marafuji was like WGP Junior champion or fucking still in Noah. So, like, I don't... So much of, like, the mid 2000s and fucking Piero gets lost. Um, like, fucking Sawa turned up for a random Wrestle Kingdom to fight Chona. <laughs> we, we might have to review that at some point. Um, um, it's, it's disappointing, just to warn you. Oh. Yeah, this, this is past the point where Chona was sort of starting to wind down but like this is like in that in a brief intermission between um leaving all japan um masawa leaving all japan and starting nowhere ah, so it's sort of like it's sort of like in the cody um at wrestle kingdom last year role of just this is my last thing before i start my company but anyway yeah who, who do you have a winner um 
I don't see... It, it's not really going in with any heat, the Sonata Zack Sabre Jr. feud, and we'll get no, into that on, on night two. Was, this match itself, I, I see LIJ winning. Here's the thing. I want um, Suzuki... I'm going to say Suzuki going to win and Taiji to get the win because I want that scenario we just put to happen. What about, though, if LIJ win... And, and Suzuki takes the pin. Yes. Both are good. Rob, if this doesn't happen, I'm actually going to be convinced that Gabe is a bad booker. <laughs> I, do, I do, but I really, really, really do not want Suzuki to leave. I know, I know. Because to be fair, like, when he's been given singles matches this year, they've been great. Like, his two matches with Sonata were really good. Um, his match with Akana was excellent. Um, Just... There's match with Liger. People seem to be down on it, but I loved it. No, it was a good match. It was a good match. And to be honest, you look at the talent in this eight-man tag, I'm just, I'm baffled. Shingo, Evil, Sonata, Suzuki, Taichi. Even Despy. Even De- exactly. Even And I, I understand that Despy was out for quite a lot of the year with a broken jaw, but that's beside the point. He's still like one of them. He's not maybe the best. He's probably one of the most interesting juniors you have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be in the junior picture when Hiromu think, comes back and you've got Osprey, you've got Ryu Lee, and you've got that natural storyline, but that's, you know... He's a contender. Absolutely. He could be a contender. I could have been a contender. Could have been a contender. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, are you proud of me because I made a reference? Honestly, I'm I'm tearing up, mate. I'm like, so proud of you. Every time I make a reference, I feel, you know, like um, that... Like those are, like stuck videos of like a dad pushing a son on a tricycle, and he's like, "Yeah, you." <laughs> We've let you out into the world. You can make your own references. It's it's a proud moment as your dad. Yeah, but his thing, I've because I watch sometimes watch roti shows like in the background, but I've seen variations on this match a million times. That's the thing, and it's how we started the year at Dash. Yeah. So. Just with, you know without 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 Shingo, so yeah, we spent a lot of time with this match, but mostly because we just booked an amazing scenario. But hire us, New Japan, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> anyway, third match. Then yes. we've got the team of Chaos: Yoshihashi, Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto taking on the Bullet Club team of Chaso and Jujiro Takahashi, Bad Luck Farley, and the never-openweight champion Kenta. Chris, I'm going to make up for the fact that we spent ages on that previous match by spending absolutely no time on this match whatsoever because it insults my very fibre of my being that Ishii is not in a more prevalent spot. This, yeah. obviously, is to heat up Goto and Kenta. I have got Team Bullet Club taking the victory because I think Goto will take the championship the following night. Do you agree? Yeah, um, I think the heels are going to win on night one anyway, just because a um, we already have like a f- opening feel good early in the night with the Liger match, and also I think Kenta might attack Shimada again just to get a bit more heat. That would be great. That that would yeah. be a real, really, really well, good way heading into night two. Well, we'll quickly say about this match is there's a lot less people in this one. So, like on the last one, everyone but Bushi, I'm sorry, but not in a more prevalent position. Yeah, I um, mean. Um, basically everyone but Ishii and finally being in this tag match. So, like, better job there. But Yeah, I mean, obviously Kenta and Goto should be higher up, but obviously they've got a prevalent match 
on night two. Farley's been shunted further and further down the card as the years progressed because but, he's immobile. Yeah, he's getting worse. He is getting worse. Um, Yujiro like is... Really good match for Okada early in the year, and he's just not like right now. Yeah, no more, no, he's, no he's more never box. reached that. He's not ne- even in the G one against Okada. Like I've seen fucking Andre the Giant be left immobile. Um, <laughs> I mean, Yujiro's Yujiro. He's boring. Um, Chase Owens has probably been the most entertaining of the three this year. So um, I didn't see a clip of him in Tag League arguing with Yujiro because we ended up in separate teams. I found that charming. Yeah, they're. It, it's it's an eight man tag. It's it's an undercard eight man tag. That's. Do you think Chase likes Yujiro because Chase lost his V card to one of Yujiro's um, girls? Possibly. It's an interesting think, story to tell. Because I'm not being funny. He's sleeping with Chase Owens. Oh, that's. <laughs> I wouldn't actually. I was just kidding. Ah, no, I wouldn't. Um, that's only my thing. It's like, ah, I would. Match. Fourth match on the card, then the first championship match, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match, with the champions, the Gorillas of Destiny, taking on the Tag League winners, Finjuice. Opinions, Chris? A fresh. I, I mean, I haven't watched Tag League, so I know this probably happened in Tag League, but ah, a fresh matchup. Holy shit! <laughs> I really, 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 really hope the Gorillas of Destiny turn up for this match. The Gorillas can be so good. They phoned in, considering they have been champions for the vast majority of this year. They have phoned in most of the year. That's thing, because Tamatonga before like the G one last year was just inherently cool. Yeah, like, I'm not being funny. He just had that quiet charisma. But as well, what you've got to remember is a lot of people were tipping him to be that breakout single star as well. No, after after the fucking. G1 last year, no. No, like, I, I meant before that. <laughs> before that yeah, abomination. Um, you know what I think it was? It was G1 27 against... Um, it was him versus Kenny. And then... Ta- he Because he's the best promo in Bullet Club, other than Jay. Because, like, to be fair, he makes up for his lack of um, being articulate with a lot of fucking swear words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair play. Fair play. Because... Like, again, you just watched Wrestle Kingdom. You just watched Wrestle Kingdom 11. Oh, my God, that match between them and Great Bash Heel. Hey, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then just, just Maccabee just going, fuck you. It's brilliant. <laughs> I remember, because, again, early in the morning, I was, holy shit. But I was, like, in fucking hysterics. And this, at this point, it was, like, half seven in the morning. And my dad, I like, I have a door half open. My dad walked past going, what the fuck are you laughing at? It's Carino. It's Steve Carino's reaction. I know, because, like, to be fair, Carino never really took commentary seriously, but, like, in the endearing way, not in the Jerry Lawler um, getting ask, Carrie saying mixed up of Ask away. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, How how were, because I haven't seen Finn Juice team since um, Finley came back how spindy they were one of if not the most entertaining team in tag league they have become a lot more cohesive they were really good in last year's tag league like they had a really good match I think with Cobb and Elgin and like that was too thrown together tag team I mean they they feel like a proper tag team here they they really do Um, that's good Um, I, I love Finley like I think Finley's probably the most underrated person on the roster when I first started watching New Japan, he was 
<laughs> a young lion. He was a young lion, and then he came back. Well, he didn't. He didn't go on excursion, did he? He just. He sort of. He was just always there, and yeah. he just. He was. He was in unremarkable undercard tags. I mean, I, he he had the six man titles briefly. But thing is, with um, for me, he got a lot better every time. Every time I saw him, he was better, and I was really digging. Like um, literally from um, it was. I can't remember the exact date, but through like 2017, Finley got so much better and it made me so hopeful. Because yeah, Finley has like a fairly cool look. Like he, he like some people ha- look like he had their like the long hair rock star thing because they think that's what's cool, but like Finley actually suits it. Yeah, and he's, he's slimmed, like, he's trimmed down a lot, he's leaned up. Yeah, he used to be quite pudgy, he's no longer quite pudgy. Um, He's changed his look against because, like, without the young books, you don't really have that um, many like proper like Western, yeah, so yeah, Western rock and roll looking types. So like, he he sort of carved out his niche in New Japan in that way, and also like he just he seems so receptive to learning new things. Like I think Finley has such a bright future, and also look at his is like Fit Finley's his dad, right? Yes. Yeah, like I know he was related. I just want to make sure. Yeah, and like so, if he has like a fifth of like his dad's um, natural ability, he's gonna be grand because Finley's fucking great. I think as well, you've it, before and especially last year in the tag league, you were in a team with a naturally very very charismatic and spotlight. Not spotlight hogging because that's not fair. That's not what Juice does. But he he. He thrives in the spotlight. You are drawn to Juice. Naturally, because he is such a good showman. And I think sometimes that left Finley very, very much in the shadow of Juice. Yeah. Um, No, exactly. It's sort of like, um, I'm trying to think of a better example. Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian is a perfect example. Shawn Michaels and Marty Janae. Yeah. Um, God, there's a lot of these. Um, Booker T and Stevie Ray. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, but, but to be fair, what, in that last case, Stevie Ray's dog shit. Me and you. I know. I'm so much. I'm naturally so much more charismatic than the reason. <laughs> like, when you took me off solo casting, Rob, I was like, to be fair, Rob um, Garth was like, oh, you've got more views, um, so you must be better than us. I'm like, Garth, can you stop to see? It's because New Japan's more popular than fucking Impact. That's why I was getting more. That is, that is a good point. Um... Yeah. But um, in that in this case, also I want to quickly say about Juice. I'm happy for taking away from the US style because, like, well, it's such a natural fit. They keep fucking him with that title, and it's so not fair on him. Oh God, have you not seen Night Two? Yeah, I have seen Night Two. I know exactly what's going to happen. Okay, um, well, let's 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 move on quietly that, from okay. this match. Just very quickly, um, we haven't said who we thinks going to win yet, but um. Yeah, I really want Juice. Like, it, I don't want him to win tomorrow and stay away from the US of it. Because, like, again, he, he should be great, but they keep fluffing him with it. Like, they keep having, like, shiny American toys come in to take it from him. And it's so, sort of, like, he had a decent one this year, but, like, half his defenses were off of main shows. Yeah. And I can't, I, I can't name one defense she's had in this last reign, actually. Farley, Chase Owens. No, but it was also um, Beretta at um, New, uh, New Beginning in the USA. But I think it was his, A, his best defense, but also B, off of New Japan World for yeah. most of the year. Who the fuck watched that? Um, I I wanted to 
because I like both Barretta and G, so I watched that one match. And it was a good uh, match. It was it was a really good match. Um, I might go as far as to say an eight, Rob. That's how much I enjoyed that match. Wow. Okay, fair enough. Fair right, enough. For Barretta, that's quite fucking high. All right. <laughs> um, who do you have winning? Finjuice. I, I want Finjuice to win. Because it's that new ta- it's that new tag team we've been gagging on, but also Gado has been booking a lot of championships to be chokeholded and doesn't know how to book out of it. So this is Especially- the perfect chance to break that mold in the tag division because if the Gorillas of Destiny go over, this is their eighth six- this is their eighth title defense. Yeah. And they've held the belts for 300 and something days, I think, or 200, high 200s. Yeah. If they beat Finjuice on night one, who else have they got? Because in line for championship shots are Toriano and Colt Cabana. I, I, to be fair, I'm, da- I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> and Ishii and Yoshihashi again. Now. <sighs> If okay. Finley and Juice lose, then it's got to be Ishii and Yoshihashi. Yeah. But for me, you cannot have another Gorillas of Destiny successful title defense. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I think should should happen. Is not exactly what will happen. Finn Juice win. I I have no um, doubt in the ability to tear it up. Be a good good champion. And between now. And um, Dominion drip feed into new tag teams. Like bring like when Mark Davis is cleared, bring in Aussie Open. Um, I know Chris Brooks is a DDT, but I doubt their contracts are especially strong. So like bring in CCK, um, exploit your like Ring of Honor have a decent enough division. Um, bring in like Villain Enterprises. Bring in like like work with what you like. Work with like you have CLL and you have Ring of Honor. Bring in those tag teams. Um, just build tag teams. Like I, I have no doubt in the ability for them to make Ishii and Yoshihashi a viable threat. And, like, it, and again, you've got the storyline with Yoshihashi. No, exactly. So, like, this tag division, in theory, is not that hard to rebuild if, this, if they bothered to fucking do it, which has been the case since I've started watching. There's always been, like, flashes of, like, Great Bash Heel getting over, oh, never mind. You know, Honda sort of had to put, had to step back. Um, GOD are really great. Oh shit, we're now really sick of GOD because it's all they fucking have. Even the Snada are great. Oh fuck. Young Bucks finally move up. Oh, but they're going through all the way. You know what I mean? Like, this tag division keeps getting stalled, sometimes deliberately, sometimes by complete accident, and they need that solid six months of build with a new champ, with a set of new. Because like, WWE's done it, like, Put them out on a fresh new team and then quietly rebuild the tag division to eventually you're just sort of like, oh shit, this is actually a really good tag division. Not recently, I haven't. Um, I mean, recent, no, not. <laughs> but like, you, I've seen, like, I'm saying this WWE can pull off something like this, which they had in the past. New Japan can. Like, honestly, just a little bit of emphasis on this tag division. Even like a big name tag team, like, um, if what I think we're both going to predict is correct, both Tanahashi and Okada might be away from the championship, um, the world championship picture for a while. Put them in tag division, land some credibility, take them out when the tag division has credibility. Yeah, I, 
we, it's crying out for one tag division, and it's pointless saying it because they're never going to do it. But you've only got a handful of teams for both divisions. If you're going to have two divisions, then you need to establish more teams. You have got, a, as proved by the two matches at the start of this card, those two eight-man tags, you have got a di- an entire division of people doing nothing. So yeah. get them in the tag division. Get them to be tag teams, viable threats in the tag division. Okay, give them runs. And if they're doing well in the tag division and they are getting over then use the New Japan Cup and things like that to get them over as single stars. Then they go for the championships, and you can build the tag division that way. It's what all Japan but, do. But here's what you can have people be tag champion and contenders at the same time. It's not, well, I, I'm, again, I'm, with the exception of Kenta, I'm basically ignorant of the current all Japan product. I'm not even going to start lying about that one. Is that actually, because if they do, I'm much more interested in. Honestly, All Japan just sounds amazing, but also, again, you'd have to dedicate a few afternoons to learning the product, which you have. I have. I have. Um, the, the way their tag division is booked, it just it seems to be better than the New Japan tag. Saying that, the New Japan tag division, when we did the podcast about the New Japan year in review, the tag division was something we both mentioned because it, it, it just seemed to be... Definitely. Found new beginning where it's like that's where it started just to get a bit choked out and then they're like okay we have the opportunity to introduce this new team and then we didn't and it sort of just kept like everything like Aussie Open came along and like partly due to injury but partly also we would there was nothing announced afterwards it's like because because I don't know how much you've seen Aussie Open I'm pretty sure it's just um in that just that Royal Quest just the Royal Quest they're really good though aren't they they were they are really good um. Just going back to World Japan, um, you talked about <laughs> single stars. Sorry, just talking about what I know. Um, yeah. Talking about single stars, I mean, you've got Jake Lee, who's going for the championship on the 3rd of January, oh, but he's awesome. in a tag team sweeper. He's He's got a tag team sweeper, and they have been champions. I believe they are still champions, or one of the champions. I mean, you yeah. look at Kento. He's in a tag team next stream with Aoyagi. Shinji Ishikawa, a fantastic singles competitor, is in Violent Giants. Yeah, Kanoka Schwann is also in Violent Giants, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, like, that's what I was going to say, because a lot of, like, um, Nakajima is a big singles Noah star, but he's in... Axis. Axis. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, even in, like, and I, I'm sorry, like, we're just talking about how, like, basic, se- seemingly every Japanese promotion can seem to do this, but New Japan. Um, Stardom has, like, um, big single stars gone for the like six man and tag championships. Like you have Mayu in the tag league, and you have like um, proper um, contender tag teams like Tam Nakano and Arisa Hashiki as tag teams, or like Jamie Hayter and B Priestley in tag league. So it's sort of like I understand like these places do it because they don't have as deep a roster as New Japan and not like as established links but like so like even new japan have done it in the junior division earlier and like in the destruction tour you had the um iwgp junior tag match as a basically that would have happened without the championships but you had the championships to help that build um phantasmo and osprey like it's such simple booking which i swear new japan no new, which i don't get why new japan doesn't do but i seem to be like it's sort of like how all japan's never had a good junior division um new japan's never had a good tag division and that always seems to be a running thing 
Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that's remedied this year. It'll be seen interesting to see how it's rectified. But yeah. are you going for God then or Fin Juice? I'm gonna go for Fin Juice just because I want. Like I'm gonna go. It's Battle Kingdom. It's but it's it's the weekend where dreams come true. Rob, I mean, you're getting me to watch it. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're doing like a live stream watching the no, more like a watch along with the Art Japan show at some point. So. We are. Oh, we are. Is that in the, is that in the book side? Uh, well, it it was for me, but we 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 can discuss the details of it. But, well, that's the thing. We are, are, are we watching it live? Or? Don't worry, Chris. We'll have a publicity meeting. Right, okay, because you say this and we never fucking do. There's a reason There's a reason we keep fucking coming up with podcast ideas of the fucking day off. But, um, fucking pod maybe behind the scenes. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll obviously be ranting about Tag Divisions more in like an everyone until it's fucking fixed. But yeah, I, I'm going to go with Vindies. Okay. So we move on then to the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship Texas Deathmatch between the champion Lance Archer and John Moxley. This one's slightly more difficult to call, Chris. Yeah. I yeah. genuinely don't... I mean, you've got Lance Archer who... Whether you'd sort of get the impression that he was given a shot as opposed to it being in any sort of plans because obviously of Moxley having to uh, relinquish the title because of not being able to get into the country. And you've got Moxley coming back now, so do you have Lance Archer drop it to Moxley so that Juice can get his retribution on night two and make Juice a double champion? Or is Lance Archer going to get the victory over Moxley, bearing in mind that Moxley you know, is now a big AEW star? Uh, from what I've heard in interviews, he said that he is working with New Japan. It's in his contract. He wants to work more dates with New Japan. I'm completely cool with that. But does that mean then that he's taking the belt off Lance when, you know, that'd be a real shame. Lance has done good work with the title. Yeah, this is, it's one of those situations where like, there's no bad outcome, but also no good outcome. Yeah. Like all, outcome, all outcomes are good, but also like all outcomes have a fair bit. There's a cat 20 things basically. And I don't know. It's genuinely hard to call. I mean, it depends how much New Japan want to steer the ship. Like, but then again, if they really wanted to steer, steer the ship, they wouldn't have put it on Archer to begin with. No, I understand that. And don't get me wrong, it's it's yielded as a, a wonderful match, and it is going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to this match. Um, I, I am going to go... Archer. There has been build between Archer and Robinson. There was build at the San Jose show. There's been little bits here and there. I'm not. I'm not necessarily disappointed with whoever walks out champion or whoever doesn't get the belt back. Because if Moxley's in New Japan to stay, then great, absolutely great. You know, think about Moxley in the Never Division. Think about Moxley in even possibly the Tag Team Division. It would be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just literally anyone put them put them in that fucking tag division um but um go on who yeah. you got genuinely it's weird that this is the hardest one to call on the whole yeah like, on the whole card <laughs> yeah um but it's mostly because like this obviously hasn't been this is obviously like last minute booking and it's got ramifications think... on the next night as well yeah, I'm gonna go with Moxley just because I I think um, Moxley versus um, Juice. Juice 
as a trilogy is more enticing than like there's gonna uh, I think there'll be more opportunities down the line for Archer and Chiefs. Whereas this, I think, I think like I think because honestly, I think that they see more and have Moxie in the card the next night than Archer. Okay, say you take the belt off Archer. Okay, he's been separated from KS. He's you know he proved himself in both the New Japan Cup and even more so in the G1 Climax, had a fantastic G1 Climax and has then obviously proved himself to be a, a very good champion. What do you do with him? He drops the belt. What do you do with him? Never. Interesting. I think, I think the never fits him really well. I wouldn't hate Archer versus Goto or Archer versus Kenta or Archer versus Ishii. He fits that mold, certainly. Yeah. Um. I'd like to. I think he's deserved it. I think this year he has shown that he is a singles competitor to throw him back into the tag division. And this is again, it's sort of how New Japan views its tag division. Throwing him back in the tag division is a little bit unfair. Um, I don't feel like the spotlight should be taken off him just because Moxley's back. But it speaks volumes of New Japan's tag division that they made Okada and Tanahashi a tag team and then never gave him a tag title shot. Well, but no, they did that with the Golden Lovers. Yeah. And that was um, the culmination of a huge storyline. Yeah, and that's the thing. Again, there's so many opportunities. Like, all the Golden Lovers matches were the best tag matches in New Japan that year. With the exception of maybe Evil Evil's and Adam Brooks, but. Yeah. We'll but see. I'm going to go, go with Moxley just because I'd rather see Moxley versus Juice again than Archer versus Juice again. Like, literally, that's it. Yeah, no, that's that's reasonable. Um, I think there is perhaps slightly more drive bet- uh, behind, like say, a Moxley versus Juice trilogy. So we'll let that go. Uh, moving on to the sixth match, then um, it's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match between Will Osprey, the champion, and the returning Hiromu Takahashi. This is going to be complete balls to the wall chaos. If this doesn't get Five stars plus from Meltzer. I don't know what match will. The chemistry these two have is sensational. And <clears throat> from the fact that Osprey, A, isn't booked on night two, and B, this is Hiromu's, aside from the road two shows, which we've already talked about earlier on the Single. podcast, it, it's got to be Hiromu's to win this. R- Hiromu has been built to take this championship. And moreover, I think when Hiromu does take this championship... Osprey will be moved to the heavyweight division. Full time, just like Shingo. You say that, I don't see any room for Osprey in the heavyweight division right now. I think. Okay, you look at the heavyweight division. You look at the heavyweight division, aside from the five pillars, and do you know what? I'm going to take Tanahashi out of that because. Tanahashi will get the odd title shot because he's Tana fucking Hashi. But well, I think we should do- who is Osprey going to go into the heavyweight division below? Is he above Evil? Well, yeah, he's above Evil. He's above Sonata. I don't think. I think he's on par with Sonata. He's above Z- oh. uh, He's above Z- ZSJ. He's above Suzuki. Uh, he's above Taichi. That's uh, in chaos. I think he's on. He'll um like be like a. 2B with Gota. So, like, you have Okada, A, and then um, sort of Goto and Osprey, and then you have Ishii as a muscle. I've got an interesting thought regarding Osprey uh, post-Wrestle Kingdom, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that in a moment. Are we both in agreement 
that Hiromu was taking this. I mean, all indications point that way. Um, I see this match being, uh, uh, provided we give it time, <laughs> this match would be great. Um, but again, there's less noise on this card thanks to it being a two-day event. Once you get to the tag match, I mean, you say this, you know, Liger's first match is going to be nine minutes of, of fun. Yeah. Um, the two eight-man tags are what they are. You know, we've already stressed how disappointed we are with them, but that's by the by. You've got the heavyweight tag match, which, you know, centers very, very heavily on whether Gorillas of Destiny decide they want to actually turn up. 15 minutes is a bad match. So. Yeah. So you think now you've got the Lance Archer John Moxley, which isn't going to go above 15 minutes of his Texas death match, otherwise it would be boring. No, you say that, but Moxley is a spectacle guy, and spectacle sometimes goes hand in hand with length. Mm. Uh, we'll see, but I think this match can... you're gonna get twenty minutes. Yeah, maybe, and yeah, no, do that. I don't want a Roman match to do twenty minutes just because of how many fucking bumps he'll take. Yeah, as long uh, as he's not taking bumps down the fucking stairs, like in the best of Super Juniors. Well, it's fucking. Well, to be fair, how? Yeah, because actually, I know a fair bit about being a working at the Tokyo Dome now because I watched an empty arena match from DDT with Suzuki. Uh, um, which I highly recommend, by the way. It's fucking weird. Like, no, seriously. Azure Kong sings the national anthem, and then we start fighting, and then Azure Kong splits them up, and we don't argue it about it because even Minoru Suzuki isn't um, stupid, isn't um, tough enough to mess with Azure Kong. Nice, nice. And then there's a random sleeping fat guy. They keep fight. It's DDT, so it's all fucking weird. A Joshi turns up at some point. Um, there's a ladder. There's a there's a legitimate MMA fighter somewhere in there. It's all, and then um, they win um, by pinning on home plate. It's all, it's all wild. But um, short of that, this might be the best match in the Tokyo Dome ever. This has to be. It's not going to go up upset, but like you know, they have that ramp. They can jump up, like we seen like in the Fatal Four Way last um, two years ago, where like even my like, Osprey was like flipping off of the rigging. Yeah, so... These two aren't afraid to put their bodies in risk, let's face it, especially Hiromu. Um, yeah, no. But... I've just blocked out pain. Yeah. But... This match is going to be absolute fucking chaos, and, you know, hey, puns. But it's going to be <laughs> fucking great. I think Hiromu's going to win. It's going to be a real, real cathartic moment for everyone who's waited for so, so long for the lad to return from that horrendous injury. So, yeah. We move on then to... The double dash, the dash for the gold, shall we call it? Um, the needed dash, oh wait. <laughs> so the seventh match, the semi-main event, and I'm thinking, Chris, what we'll do is we'll do the entire main event scene here. We'll do it all together. So basically, yeah, we're do it all together. Surely we should do it all together at the end of night two. Okay, let's do it all together at the end of night two. So. What we'll do is, ladies and gentlemen, we'll move on to night two. So night two, on the 5th of January, the Sunday, 2020. And this starts at 5 a.m. GMT. Apart from, of course, if you want to watch the Never Gauntlet, in which case that starts at 4 a.m. <laughs> no, no, fucker. Oh, no. And I, I am at work the next day. Uh, are, you, are you going to? Are you, are you going to... Guess it out. Because to be fair, Rob, if we're doing this fucking thing on the third, we're going to be up really early 
three days in a row. I've been running three after New Year. <laughs> what I don't understand is why this is two hours before the start time of the previous night. I have a theory. Please don't. There's been no show in Corican on the 5th. Uh, day show? Because they might have done it just to draw people away from the Noah show. Uh, yes, because this equates to the doors open at 1 o'clock Japanese standard time and the bell is at 3 o'clock standard time. Yeah, unless it's for, and the opening match up. Exactly, so like I have a feeling. Ooh. Like, because they're not doing it on day one because their daytime competition is effectively stardom. Who's on by Bushi Road and Bushi Road aren't going to fuck themselves. But with Noah, who used to be owned by Bushi Road and then had a less than magnanimous split with New Japan a couple of years ago, because New Japan does have a habit of fucking whoever they're in a party partnership with. Um, I'm just saying, it could be a bit of fuck Noah in there, fuck Kaito, which is mean because I like Kaito. Meh. It was a great drop kick, Rob. Yeah, well. Kano's more impressive, but he doesn't have that drop kick. I mean, like, <laughs> again, Kano fucking penduluming Kaito. What a moment. Um, but yes, I think that's my theory of why it's so early. Parker, we just don't. Want. We I... just don't. Maybe is it like maybe it's to appease people and like it starts earlier in America, so therefore it sort of helps them get more American views because this is like a big night. I don't know. I'm just glad that it's this one that starts at five in the morning because there's absolutely not a fucking chance I'm getting up at four in the fucking morning to watch Yuji Nagata Manabu Nakanishi against fucking Tenkoji. Yeah, exactly. Um, to be fair, I'm, I'm skeptical whether or not I'll get up at six. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, I'll probably get up for the main card and then watch the undercard yeah. matches on World. No, exactly. Could um, it be like 10 minutes a piece, maybe. So, but anyway, the opening gala, Rob. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, Sorry. The holy, the holy shit, I need coffee and mescaline. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this will be taking place at 4 a.m. GMT, 4 a.m. English time. So just let that sink in for a moment. So in this <laughs> never six-man tag team gauntlet match, we have got, these are the teams. And basically, random entry, two teams at a time, 60-minute uh, fall. Uh, winners stay on, and then obviously the losers are eliminated. The last team that are standing will be the champions. So, in this match, we've got the team of Taguchi, Toriyano, and Togi Makabe taking on the team of Robbie Eagles, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii. We've got Bushi, Shingo, and Evil representing LIJ. Uh, the Suzuki-Goon team of Kanemaru, Desperado, and Taichi. And the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, and Bad Luck Farley. Now, I'm not going to spend a great deal of time talking about this because, to be honest, it we spent a lot of time talking about this last year, and then they just went with the most boring team to win it. To be perfectly honest, because in my opinion, it should have been Suzuki and KES. Oh right, yeah. Um, to be fair. There's only one team here without an obvious four guy, and that's because Taguchi, Yano, and Makabe are the team of four guys. <laughs> I still... The the thing I find most baffling about this entire match is the fact that the champion team, Taguchi, Yano, and Makabe, this is their fifth defence. In a year? No, 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 no. Not that. 
I don't remember a single defence. There's one of the G1 I could have spawned. Chris, I don't remember them defending the belts. No, but to be fair, this is just a team made having it like a random six man, so it doesn't stand out. I uh, yeah I yeah well that's, there you go. Like, like analyze like how they book the, cha- the New Japan Championship by Championship. He just gets a bit of one and start laughing. <laughs> yeah, well, it got hot potatoed for the first year, didn't it? Until Evil Sonata and Bushi had it. Yeah, and then they had it forever, and then it became part of the Bullet Club Civil War. And then past that, I'm sceptical they ever existed. I've got a theory. <laughs> I know how you love my theories. I think my theories are more interesting, but your ones are more realistic. What's yours? What's Yoshihashi never had? I was about to say a wife, but apparently his wife is meant to be fairly attractive. Um... He's never had a title, has he? What title say... means fuck all to New Japan? This the one. The Ring uh, of Honor. Yeah, anything to do with Ring of Honor, apparently, because there's no Honor Rising yeah. show this year. I'm surprised we didn't touch on that. Why isn't there an Honor Rising show? Because, like, I'm not being funny. Ring, they're not with Ring of Honor for the talent. They're with Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor uh, a well-oiled production machine, so it helps them when they go over to America. That's literally why they have them. Um, oh. Your guess is as good as mine. Anything will be speculation. Ring of Honor just can't afford to send people over. Because it's a Ring of Honor event, isn't it? Technically. Because they have the Ring of Honor ring and everything. So like, maybe we just can't afford to send people over. It's a Ring of Honor event if it's in America. It's a New Japan event if it's in uh, Japan, which it was yeah, this year. Yeah, we have a Ring of Honor ring. Mm, do they? Don't they just have the Ring of Honor guards? I thought they had the New Japan ring. No, they have the Ring of Honor ring. They definitely have the Ring of Honor ring at Ring of Honor Rising this year. Uh, well, it was wank anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, it was a yes. it was a terrible show. It, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as good as the year before, though, but like the year before, we had a Golden Lovers match. So, um, yeah, I don't really care who wins this, to be honest. I think I, you've I, got the chance to have some storyline potential. Yeah, like honestly, an Ishii, but like these never six man, these never six man gauntlets, they always have story potential, but they never do them. Like one year they had, um, like Ricochet and Osprey and different teams. I mean, never and like this was like a year and um, six months after they like rocked the world. So it's like, I mean, they had them face off. Like honestly, just doing that little flippy thing of wrestling them would have been like a cool moment, but we didn't. And like the, the biggest story we've ever got out of one of these gauntlets is um, War Machine shouting "fuck Michael Elgin." Yeah, I remember that. That was uh, Wrestle Kingdom twelve. No, thirteen wasn't it? No, twelve. Yeah, it was twelve. Was twelve. Yeah, and it was. Because they don't like Michael Elgin. Fuck Michael Elgin! And it's funny because then they got signed for WWE. Oh, brilliant. Who are you taking then? I'm taking the Chaos team. Eagles, Yoshihashi, Ishii. I think it makes perfect sense to give Yoshihashi A, his first title, a little bit of momentum. And yeah, because no offence, but the titles are below Shingo and Evil. They are. They're below... Um... They're not necessarily below Taiji, Deathby, and Kanemaru, but also I don't want Taiji to be, have to carry back. I, mean, I say that, Neil Abbey would have to carry the extra one. Exactly. But I can get them off of... I, I, I genuinely do not care about the six men. They have such potential, but we don't need them. That's because... Like, exactly, they're not on the main card of any show. I, I just don't... I don't understand. It's like... I, it's, you know, I feel, you know, like... In like a teen movie, when someone off Tinder messes someone, it's like, "Oh my god, what does he mean when he says words?" And that's how I feel when I look at the message. <laughs> like, 
It's like, hardly shit, what do they mean when they put Tai Chi in this match? It's like, how fucking dare they? <laughs> it's bad, bad though, because if I explain my fucking love for Tai Chi to people, they think I'm crazy. But, um... With reasonable... With... Re- yeah, reasonably, I think. He has the stripper punch, Rob. So how come it's okay when Cesaro does the stripper punch, but when Tai Chi does it with his very, very, very impressive fight, you're suddenly like, oh... A bit weird. Have you seen uh, that they're now selling the stripper pants? No, please tell me you're buying them for me to wear in black. Oh, pants. can you imagine the scenes? Imagine no, the please, scenes. Don't have to go discreetly pass them off and I get changed in the bathroom and go to fuck out. It's like, did you order a package? Boom! <laughs> it could be incredible. It could be no, incredible. No, what it is, and then we go. Can I? Ha- I just go. Can I have a double bed this year? Can I? Have the t- and then just takes them off. Takes Honestly, it all that, off. I'll just get a room with three double beds. Or oh, we could possible. do that. Is that even? Is there a room with three double beds? I don't know. How on earth do I know? Like I don't know. You're closer to black. Actually, no, that's a lie. I'm closer to black. I am. He's closer to Blackpool out between us. Uh, how long did it take you to drive in Newcastle? Um. Two and a bit hours. Oh, me then. Maybe. Okay. Um, but anyway, how long, how long is it from Stoke to Blackpool? One? About an hour and twenty minutes. Oh damn! Not to, can't complain there. No, can, not at all. I can. I, I hate land the furthest away. I need to, part of my journey involves a train. People on the train hate me. They look at me like I'm harmless. Like literally, I walk into a first class. Carriage and they'll be and they'll look at me like you're not a first class person. I'm like I know I'm just passing. And it's like <laughs> like look at me. It's like look at, you, look at you with your blonde hair and your hooded jumper. It's like fuck off. Um, yeah, this is what the never type championship does to me. The never to six man does to me, Rob. Um, and, and I don't want to agree. I don't want to agree with you just so we have divergent views. But also yours is the only one that makes story sense. But also I doubt they're going to put a storyline on the six man titles. So, and again, we did it on the first event, but last one we were so optimistic. Fuck it, I'm saying Bullet Club. Just because who the fuck's put it, who, why not put it on Farley? You, do you know what? We've already spent far too much time talking about that fucking pre-show match, so I'm just glad we're off the subject. So, <laughs> you're going the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Farley, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. Literally, three walking pin eaters. Well, not Farley. Farley doesn't eat pins. Okay, no, fair enough. Two walking pin eaters and Farley. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> we'll move on then to the opening bout of night two, which of course is the Jushin Thunder Liger match with time at match two, which is the tag match between Naoki Sano and Jushin Thunder Liger with Yoshiaka Fujiwari. Let's try that again. Yoshiaki Fujiwari. Versus the team of Ryu Lee and Hiromu Takahashi. Very quickly, I'm sorry, I accidentally clicked on um, Sano's name on my phone and Google translated it from Spanish, and it's apparently Sano is Spanish for healthy. Oh, there you go, then. Naoki healthy. <laughs> I really want that to be his name now. <laughs> Naoki healthy. You should have tasted. Oh, anyway, so. First things first, Chris, when this was announced, sort of, or when this was teased, 
in the World Tag League final. Um, it was teased in a way that basically Ryu Lee would be taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger said he wanted, he was fine with that, but he also wanted to take on Hiromu. This is what we've got. <laughs> do, do are you slightly disappointed that Liger's last match, last match in the Tokyo Dome, is not a singles match? Yes, absolutely. Like, I understand this is probably what's best, but also, like, why not? I guess it seems to be tradition if you're retiring, you get a tag match. That seems to be the tradition, but, like, I don't know. I almost feel like I'd prefer it if I just ended it on that feel-good one from the night before. There's several things I don't understand about this. You've got Jushin Thunder, Thunder Liger, 30 years, retiring after this night, and his last match is a tag match okay I can sort of get behind that and yes you've got the past of New Japan taking over uh, sorry being sort of passing of the guard to the new sort of junior division of New Japan and I like that idea but really and Hiromu Takahashi really broke Hiromu Takahashi's neck and his second match back they're tagging together yeah no I'm not I'm not at all massive on this concept to be honest especially since like I was about to say Hiromu might be taking it easy because it's been like after like a mass, uh, probably a drag out match. But also, Hiromu didn't take it. I don't know. Maybe we just didn't. Like, because honestly, like, Dragon Lee's almost like a perfect opponent for like his last match. Like one mass superstar passing down to another. I just yeah, think, I yeah. Like I'm sure there's justification somewhere, and like some nerds can go, well, actually, you don't get really get this. Um, the historical significance of like fuck off nerd um yeah i'm not i'm not vibing with this i don't fuck with this too much rob i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um this is liger's last match do you yeah. think liger is winning here here's the thing either sano is taking the pin oh um, really, and Hiromi fight, and that helps Liger get the win. In my well, opi- in my personal opinion, this match does not need a side story. No, it's Jushin Thunder Liger's last match. There shouldn't be any infighting. It shouldn't be going forward with any other storyline. It is Jushin Thunder Liger's last match. They didn't do this for Izuka's last match. I just feel like there should be sole focus on Liger and I feel like he... We don't know if this is what he's requested. He might have requested this and that's that's fair enough. That's what he wants. He's like self-aware of it. Because he's given, he's given up while he can still go. So like, I don't know. I, I genuinely could not yeah, just yeah. I don't know what to say about this match. I'm disappointed, but like I'm not angry. It will be a good match. You've got Hiromu be- and Ryuli in the same ring with Liger. It's it's going to be an excellent match. Um, I'm just I can't help, despite the fact you look at the talent in the ring and you think, fucking hell, that's going to be a great match. I can't help but be a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, I am still going to go team. Oh no. I'm going to go Team Takahashi just because the way I see it is you've got the past of New Japan sort of giving way to the 
the present and the future of New Japan, and that storyline doesn't really work yeah. if the past win. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going with. But to be fair, that's the biggest problem with fucking WCW and fucking New Blood. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Look at uh, all this New Blood that we're not going to let win. Yeah. Um, fucking suddenly becomes impacted. Um, Hiromu. Yeah, Team Hiromu. We then um, move... Oh, go on, Chris. Sorry. If Lee picks up a win and that, then, like, that makes Takahashi challenge Lee because he wants to beat the person who beat Liger. Because I don't see Liger being able to take a time bump. I'm sorry. I just personally... I personally think that any interaction between Hiromu and Rio Lee could have waited till New Year's Dash. No, exactly. I think... That's that's the whole I, point of Dash. Because you could have played the story of like just really versus Liger, but and then because I know Hiromu w- wanted this match, then if you that could play more into Riley's and um, Hiromu's rivalry. Because like you took away took away a year of my career, and now you took away my dream match. Fuck you. I love it. I do love it, but I just I don't want it. Well. Yeah, all right. Well, let's this... let's go with it. Let's go with it. Let's go with yeah. it. I don't, I don't mind. I I just. Yeah, I think you. I think you're just scared to see Riley versus Takahashi because of what happened. But like, honestly, as long as he doesn't do that fucking um, Abushi driver again, we're fine. Do you know what? No, I'm not disappointed. I can't wait to see that match because that match is going to be fucking. Sad. In fact, I'd say that could be a Wrestle Kingdom match next year. Hiromu no, versus you... Dragon versus I'm... Ryu Lee. I'm not sure about holding on to it for a year, maybe Dominion. But it's it's a big match. I just I don't feel like their next interaction after coming back should have been a tag match, which the sole focus should be Liger. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I think this is something you start to dash, but it's not something you do here. I think like really be um, facing Liger on his own would have helped further the story more than having them tag. Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page with this. Move on then, second match, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the champions El Fantasma and Taiji Shimori taking on the challengers and winner of the Super Junior Tag League 2019, Rapongi 3K. Not a lot to say about this match. I thought it was brilliant that you got the storyline that Fantasma and Ishimori stole the trophies from Rapongi 3K because they were apparently robbed from winning. Um... This match is going to be excellent. This match is going to be high octane and well, really match, good. This match was really good when because it was Fantasma Nishimori who won the belts off of Show and Yell earlier in the year. So like this should be really fun. Um, Show and Yell have had a long enough away from the IWGP Junior Tag Titles that they no longer feel like they're going to be suffocated if they win either way. Um, they've actually done a decent job of rebuilding this Junior Tag Division. They have, they have. And again, so, Phantasmo Nishimori being introduced and then winning it has certainly done that because we've seen fresh mash-up, uh, match-ups. No, exactly. Last thing, you know, you can be quietly rebuild the tag division with um, just the belts on a new fresh team. But yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this just because it shows my boy. And can we just say as well, Chris, that both tag matches have obeyed the laws of their own tag leagues. Yeah, fucking... But to be fair, the last one, the Virginia one last year, there was like some complicated but like somewhat fair reason how it happened. Like, basically, one of them had a win over the champions 
and so that's how they got into the match or whatever. The other one was just the Young Bucks being dicks. I, it irritated <laughs> me that we'd sat through two tag leagues to then have both tag leagues completely negated. Yeah. But I think, well, you... The, actually, no, last year I sat through tag Yeah, fuck you, Young Bucks. Um, but, yeah, that's what seems to be my problem with Elite now. Like, now that I'm seeing how we're doing in... Um, all Elite, with the exception of Kenny, I fucking detest the Elite when it comes to New Japan now. <sighs> Yeah, and I think we could probably do an entire podcast on the Elite and we New prob- Japan. We probably will at some point, but um, yeah, I just I'm, I'm, with the power of hindsight yeah, with the power of hindsight, I'm happy the Elite are gone. Yeah. Like, because like, honestly, they didn't like, the biggest thing we lost was Kenny, really. Yes. Which is a real shame. But also, like the elite negotiate, as so we're apparently negotiating is other package deal. So, like, I understand there's like hatred on both sides, and it's more because like New Japan is predatory with like merch sales as WWE is. That's not something to be justified. That's why they created the elite brand to begin with. But yeah, we, we strayed away from this match because like both Fantasma and Ishimori have also had amazing years. Yeah, well, I would argue that. Fantasmo's had an outstanding year. You know, he had a fantastic oh, best of Super Juniors. He's had... He won the Super Jacob. Jacob. Um, well, I was saying um, Ishimori had a better start of the year, and then when Fantasmo came in, he's just so naturally... He's, like, so Devitt-like. I, I, am I fair in saying that? Like, I think in some ways he feels like a Devitt imitation with that fucking jacket. I think... There are parallels you can draw. I don't feel like Fantasmo has... Oh, it's not good. He's nowhere near as good. He's not as charismatic. And <sighs> Devitt was superb at... Once in a while. Like, you go back and watch his um, stuff, and he's like... Apparently, um, there's, like, a chat line for New Japan, and they kept r- people kept ringing in talking about how Devitt was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, Fantasmo. He was he was close to getting go away heat from a couple of people, especially in the best of the Super Juniors tournament. Um, even though his matches were great, I think the thing with the child and things like that have just been you know sort of not muddied the water, just dirtied it slightly. Let's say. Yeah, um, it was a mistake. And as honestly, as long as he doesn't repeat, like honestly, I can see how shit like that would happen in a moment. Um, like in a moment, you might not be like, I like I doubt he. I, the reality of what he did hit him until after he did. Like it's still not a thing to defend. But as long as he doesn't do it ever again, I think with like and this is something like that's only seem really a problem. I think if you're doing it repeatedly, but like. Because I, I doubt he went after that person, like knowing the person's background, and then like that person's background become more impact. Basically, just don't attack fucking people in the crowd, man. Yeah, Tamatonga. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that happened. Jesus. Do that. I like how in kayfabe they then got another six man belt, which like in kayfabe isn't. Uh, um isn't a punishment, but in reality, it definitely fucking is. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Um, who do you have for this? This is another one that's hard to call. It is hard to call. I can really see 
I can see Rapongi 3K. Honestly, you know what I do? And you're going to slightly hate me for this. Um, Bullet Club win, show and yo, um, go to get, um, get to blows on dash. Interesting. Mostly because, like, I just see show as such a star. Do you not think, after everything we've said about New Japan's tag divisions, do you think there are enough? Because, in my opinion, Osprey has to ascend to that heavyweight division. After yeah. the year he's had, he just has to. Do you think there are enough junior teams to accommodate show and yo? Breaking up? No, not in chaos actually, because with Osprey moves up, chaos don't have a junior tag team. That's the thing. I think we don't, each faction only needs one junior tag team, but then they have to like intermingle within like the AWGP. Because like again, your partnership is CMLL, bring in some fucking leeches for shots. Like I don't know, maybe not now, maybe next year. But still, I want Fantasma Nishimori to win because like Shonyo has had that reign too recently. And sort of like, I'm not being funny, we've won the Junior Tag League the last three years. And has been in the Tokyo Dome the last three years. So, like, I'd quite like them to veer away from that for a while. Okay. Okay, no, I can see that. I can see that. Let's move on then to the third match on this card, which is the British Heavyweight Championship match between Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonada. It's nice after the high-profile year that Sonata's had, that they are giving him a singles match on at least one of these days. Um, yeah. New Japan, and in my humble opinion, I think that the Rev Pro Championship matches have always been better received than the Ring of Honor Championship matches. Um, I'm not saying they were better matches, because the Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly match was a really good match. The reason they're better received is because they're using, like... New Japan look, talent. No, that's thing, when you look at the two Ring of Honor, like, and you understand how Ring of Honor are doing this, could be the contracted guys they don't want, and New Japan, if they're going to give up someone to um, hold for champ, um, to lose to someone else's champion, they're not going to, like, when you look at, like, say, on the Ryzen, whoever's challenging for the RH championship is never, it's like Yoshihashi or something, there's, like, never anyone good. When as soon as someone good goes for an RH championship, like, say, Kushida or Ishii with the TV title, they win. So, you, you see what I mean? When they lose, I'm pretty sure when they lose, they're in, like, multi man as well, like, to protect them. So, like, again, New Japan are very giving to their partners. So honestly, I'm surprised anyone ever fucking goes with them at this point. But, like, because, honestly, because CMLL will be pissed off if they're using Dragon Mace. Yeah, that's... Ugh. Yeah, that's you not see, great, is it? You Like, honestly, I'm, I'm glad for using that. Honestly, I care more about Dragon Lee being in there than, like, anyone in the current CMLL roster. Like, I can't think of anyone on the current CMLL roster even worth it, apart from maybe Bulbador. Um, I mean, like, you got Bulbador. Titan, maybe... Yeah, I see that maybe, but also like, if you're doing like, I think New Japan want like a luch, like we have a couple of luchas on like with Bushi, Despi, and they also work that kind of Rudo style, and then you have Dragon Lee working the technical style. They're like getting some fucking. I've been reading a lot of lucha things recently. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like honestly, I don't think it's big enough for CMLL to. Because honestly, I think Roosh was the bigger problem. So like, as long as we don't use Roosh, they're fine. 
It's actually super weird. Like, it could been wrong and using Yeah, but this is like caused a problem, this weird love triangle that's going on. But yeah, we quickly like dial it back to like, so like, it was lethal and Elgin. And then that did springboard into Elgin getting a good run, to be fair. It did lead to Elgin having a good run, and it did lead to Elgin getting really over with the Japanese crowd. Um, yeah, of foreign giants. I think yeah. you're right. I think something that does help is the fact that, you know, you look at the Rev Pro Championship match last year, it was LSJ versus Tomohiro Ishii. That's that's never not going to be over in the Tokyo Dome. And similar, you know, similarly this year, you've got Sonada who's been one of the breakout stars of, you know, this year. And ZSJ who's mm-hmm. amazing. And again... Rev Pro, they're just... Rev Pro are sort of just lucky they the promotion they got picked for this partnership because honestly any... Basically, anyone can, any Fed could have positioned themselves into this. I think it's like, nice, or I think it's good it's, that at least one British promotion is doing well, considering the backlash of NXT UK. You say that um, ICW are still doing, are still drawing numbers. They're going to be being somewhat giving to them, like they're allowing no one down. To be there, not things like that. So, like to ICW and also Progress are being quite forgiving, and also in Progress's case, they've spread on a youth movement, which has actually worked because the Progress crowd is really receptive. I'm not going to go into it right now, but like people like OGMO, Connor Mills, and Karen Noir, and Scotty Davis, they've all really gotten over in short order. So, like, yeah, but like Rev Pro are doing well in a different down a different avenue. But like when you look at who Rev Pro relied on, they never relied on like a Pete Dunn, really. They always Yeah, yeah, but I think you're fair in saying that, but also I'm still not massive on like every time I watch Rev Pro their stories just That's like the matches are fine, but stories never grab me at all. Who do you think's leaving as champion then? Yes, Jay. But not because how often is Sonanda gonna be free? Well, I know that Sonata's been taking quite a few RevPro bookings this year in the lead-up to this, so, you know, I don't know whether... Is Sonata still a freelancer? No. Is he no, is he we... signed to New Japan now? I will double-check that right now. Um, but I know that he has been um, freeing himself up for more RevPro bookings, so I don't think his availability as a champion would be an issue. They put the belt on Tanahashi, for God's sake, and Tanahashi never showed up. You know, he never, he never yeah. defended it, so... That's very true, actually. Um, I think it'd be nice for um, Sonata to get a singles oh. championship win. According to Wikipedia, Rob, Suzuki is technically a freelancer. I knew Suzuki was. Is he? I never knew. I don't, see, that's something I genuinely did not know. Um, yeah. Sonata, though, is not. Is Sonata officially signed? Right. I, did, I, I wasn't sure. I, know, I knew he had been before. Uh, I wasn't sure if he still was. Um, uh, his thing: the only freelancers on the active roster are Cabana, which I find funny. Obviously, uh, Mikey Nichols, um, Suzuki, um, Doki, Chris Saban, who like I'm not being, who's currently in act. Oh, I didn't know he was injured. Vice players, he's never turning up. Um, who's that? Um, Saban. Saban is technically on the um, New Japan count him under their roster. Oh, okay. And who else is freelancer? TJP, obviously. Um, but yeah, like for the most part, I'm genuinely surprised about Suzuki being a freelancer. I'd love to see uh, TJP on more shows. Yeah, you know, TJP. Like um, I only really saw him. Um, I saw like one, like the one match he had, one of the matches he had in Corrigan, but I can't remember 
who if I think I'm having a Punky 3K, but yeah, um, going in for Tag League, not Tag League, fucking Super Juniors. Oh god, I think I think he's a shoe in for the uh, Super Juniors. He well, had a really but, really good Super Junior Tag League as well. Well, he's counted under um, Freelancer, and um, no, if he's counted under the active roster, then yeah, they must. I think it is a shoe in that anyone counted under this. Then again, Flip Gordon. Then again, Flip Gordon was meant to be in Tag League, but then wasn't. Not ta- fucking. I keep getting Tag League and Super Juniors mixed up because my brain's fried. <laughs> let's just let's move on then from the right. British Heavyweight He's... Championship because we've pretty much talked right. about everything in that segment apart, apart from, from the match. Because I'm not being funny. I could not. This is going to be a really good match. We always have really good matches, but I could not give a fuck about the championship. And I said the same thing last year. No, and it turned out to be a fantastic match, but again. <laughs> Fantastic match, but like honestly, the only things I watched from Rackle this year were because Pack turned up. And I cannot be in front of us when Pack was lightning cut. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um I think ZSJ will keep the title here. Um though it you know, though I'd love to see Sonata hold champ a singles championship in New Japan. I want him to hold a New Japan championship, not the Repro Championship. I think I think it just goes with ZSJ. It goes with his character and he just represents that championship. So Yeah, they're never gonna take him away from it for an extended period of time. But I don't care about him chuck holding the championship because fucking it's the it's the Rev Pro championship. I I've I've kept I've passed shits but I've kept that I giving my thought towards um, then the Red Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Moving on then, fourth match. Uh, it's the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match with the winner of the previous night's Texas Death Match taking on Juice Robinson. Double Juice, Chris. Are you happy with Double Juice? I'm always happy with extra fluid. Um... <laughs> juice is juice. Um... And I thought, to be fair, Rob, I like Juice Robinson's name because Robinson is, of course, the biggest seller of dilution juice in the UK. That is true. That is true. Um, I... so it's his name's basically Juice Juice. I, I was today years old when I actually thought about that. <laughs> Hadn't it? Had yeah. not even twigged. It's funny because sometimes I'll say things like either here or group chat and Rob will just be like, I genuinely wonder what it's like to be in your mind sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be Moxley. You think it's going to be Archer? Um, Eva's fine. Either way, it's very hard to predict this match. Honestly, I don't think, don't think we should give an official ruling on who's going to win this before we know who's going in. Because if Archer's going in, I think Archer's winning. If Moxley's going in, I think Juice is winning. Do you genuinely think? that out of Wrestle Kingdom 14, we are going to see two double champions crowned. Well, I don't think we really count like a tag championship as like double champion. But, you know, yeah, well, yeah, I, I didn't think about that when I made this prediction. But I mean, you've had people hold the six-man belts and the tag championships. I mean, yeah. Kenny held the six-man in the IC, but these are two more important champions. Yeah, the six-man belt is basically... It's not... It's not... You could get a replica fucking IWGP championship belt and it would mean more than one of the actual never belts, but... Yeah, and I just... I think... It's not the premise of holding two belts. It's the, pre- it's the night. On the night where you are building your entire Wrestle Kingdom about delivering that first heavyweight and intercontinental double champion, do you really want then on the undercard another double champion of whatever standing. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very true. Very true. But also, again, I don't. I don't think we should make an official ruling on this prediction until we know who's facing Juice. Agreed. Let's move on then. It'd be a story thing that um, we're missing. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, then let's move on to the fifth match, which is the never open weight championship match between Kenta, the twenty seventh champion, is the defense taking on the challenger. Hiroki Goto, who presumably is fighting on the or for the honour of his friend Shibata, who can Kenta I, has tormented. Can you boy rant about the fan base for a second? <sighs> Go on then. Fucking why are like I'm gonna say casual New Japan fans, because it seems to be the only people who show up for like the four big ones. Why are they such fucking idiot Rob? Elaborate. Right. Okay, first of all, this is an exciting prospect because A, um, the only issue I ever had with Goto is I had the stranglehold of my broken weight championship and now he doesn't have that because he's been away from the belt for a year. Agreed? No, my issue was his title defenses were boring. Okay, here's the thing, because he wasn't given, with the exception of Elgin, which really there's no excuse, he wasn't given the best opponents because they're not being funny. Through the G1, Cobb was self-exposed for being like more gifable than he was great. He didn't have the greatest G1. No, exactly. And like against really good people, like when his only good, real good matches for me were Shingo and um, Ishii. So, like, uh, Goto has gotten a lot better since he came back. Like, you look at, you want to see like the difference. Look at his match with White at Power Struggle and his match with White at Hinakuni. His match with Shingo as well was really good at Power, uh, not Power Struggle. Was it Power Struggle? No, Destruction. Destruction, yeah, his match, uh, he had a really good G1, like a really underrated G1. Honestly, I think he had a, be- a better G1 than Kenta. So, like, you think his white match, his Ishii match, his... Um, he had a single match with G1. Yeah, he must have. Yeah, so that was good. His Naito match was really good. Yeah, Goto had a lot of really good matches. Like, Goto's improved a lot. And him versus Kenta is a fresh matchup. So, like, all the problems... I can I normally have with Goto isn't an issue here because it's not an overused opponent and it's not a and it doesn't have a stronger hold on the championship. So like my two main reasons with Goto are gone. Okay. Okay. People are still talking like Goto. Um, this is like annoying Goto and it really isn't. But also thinking Shibata's going to come back. How fucking I've said this since fucking day day one, Rob, since the G1 finals. And like Shibata is never going to come back. You can just see how he's from how he's throwing his drop kicks that he's overly protecting himself, and Shibata's not going to be allowed back if he has to overprotect himself on a fucking drop kick. I really hope you're wrong, and in the new beginning shows, Kenta has to defend against Shibata, and you have to sit on this podcast and eat your fucking words. Right, here's the fucking thing, Rob. If we were going to do that, why would they not have Alberto Gouda? Why would they have Shibata? Why would they not have Hiromu Takahashi's return match? At the Tokyo Dome. That'd be true. But also, like, I don't, I genuinely don't see Shibata coming back. He almost fucking died, Rob. Like, and I don't mean of, like, breaking the snack where you can somewhat recover. He fucking had a, basically had a brain hemorrhage. I agree with you. And I, I, I don't think he will return ever because the fact that no, he's I, walking I, is amazing. I, I really hope. I'm wrong. I really hope that one day we get Shibata back, but it's not going to happen. No, and I do agree with you. I just feel like I, New honestly, Japan think, teased it too much. We did, like, honestly, we did one angle at G1 
last week. Because honestly, Goto made the Never Never Championship into basically the Shibata Honor Championship through like his promos last year. So like, this is like a natural story, and like especially with hindsight, was obviously where this story was going. Being annoyed because this match isn't with Shibata. At that point, you don't deserve. Uh, this is going to sound weird. You don't deserve Hiroki Goto at that point because, like, peak Goto is great. Just he didn't have a good 2018, and we were sick of him. He went away. He's come back. He's better. I'm excited. I'm genuinely really excited for this match. This match is going to be brilliant because it's got the heat. It's going to be like the Ishii match, but with background heat, and no, that's everything I, I want. No, exactly. It's going to be so good. And like Kenta, with the exception of Jay White, is the best heel in. Um, New Japan. He definitely gets the most booze, and that's partly because he's a no. Like, he did, no, it's like the two, the biggest junior and the biggest heavyweight, other than Jay, and the biggest Japanese heavyweight in um, Bullet Club are both Noah guys. Um, I hadn't noticed Ish- that. Ishimori and Kenta. Oh, yeah, I forgot Ishimori was in Noah. He <laughs> <laughs> was like no like main junior for a long time. I know, but, but I forgot um, Ishimori existed in the shadow of El Fantasma, which is a shame. Yeah, but like, I'm not being like, because what was the last time Goto had a bad Tokyo Dome? What did he even do with Tokyo Dome? He was just in the gauntlet last year, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, it wasn't on the main card. That doesn't count, but like Suzuki, Shibata, um, even like in a tag match with Shibata against Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Well, Doc Gallows at the time. I um, haven't like, seen Goto have a bad Tokyo Dome match, and I have watched Wrestle Kingdoms 8 through 13. And I haven't seen him do? have a bad one. What did he do at eight again? He did. He took on Shibata. Ah, so, so he shows up, and like, I'm not being funny. Kenta is extremely capable. I understand he had a bit of a shaky G one, but I think that's partly due to expectations of what the old Kenta was. When you were just for how, when you were just for how much time has passed since the old Kenta, Kenta's doing spectacular. Like, look at his Ibushi match. Look, at, look at his um, Okada match. Ishii. Okada will be a kind of matches. I mean, like, look at his Ishii match. I'm not being funny. Ishii's great. He can't necessarily carry someone. Like, he's not the type of person who carries. Um, At least not to that. Like, Ishii can have a great match with someone under his level, but the point is, like, Okada can drag, say, a Thale to a great match. Oh, I'm not Ishii saying can. by any stretch of the imagination that Ishii is of the same calibre as Kazuchika Okada, but, you know, you look at Ishii's G1, you know, he like, was able to drag Jeff Cobb to his best match. Okay, I'll, I'll put another way. Ishii can drag people of the same build as him, because it just ends up turning into two trucks running into each other. Kent is a junior in terms of build. I agree, and I think they had a very, very good match. They had two very good... Well, no, they had one outstanding match and one good match up until Kenton got his head caved in. Um, a good match given circumstances. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that this is going to be a very similar match to the Ishii match with all of the build of Goto fighting for his friends on it. And I think, you know, Kenton being that despicable bastard. And I think they've built this beautifully. This is like, with the exception of well, okay, I was about to say, but like, there's a lot of well-built matches on this card. Um, but like, this is one of the better built build on a card for a decent build. And like, on a, I think literally people's only problem is because they thought Shivala was coming back. And like, I get if you're not like following the story, just you're watching show to show, not just 
go up there for the match quality and then Goto turned up, you're annoyed. But like literally when you even start to think about it for two minutes, it's like this is the most logical match. And honestly, when was the last time the last time I cared this much about a never match, with the exception of when Tai Chi was going for the never title, was um Suzuki and um Goto three years ago now. Right. Like, cause I know like last year was Osprey and Ibushi, but also like, I did not give a fuck about the Nether title there because it was Osprey versus Ibushi. When Osprey won, my first, I like, did not click with me that he won the Nether title literally until the next day at Dash when I saw him with it. No, I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think this is, this is very much more in that mold of hosses beating shit out of each other. This is your Makabe and your Ishii from Wrestle Kingdom 9. This is that sort of match. And it's the match that this championship needs. Don't get me wrong, I am the first one to say that that Osprey and Ibushi match was absolutely outstanding, but I agree with you. It didn't matter that the Never Openweight Championship was in that match. It was it was Osprey and it was Osprey and Ibushi. This what I think should have happened last year is have Goto keep the title or Taichi keep the title going into Wrestle Kingdom and then have Ibushi and Osprey as a special singles. Yeah, it, it would have made absolutely no odds because ultimately, well, I mean, you can argue that it sort of cemented Osprey as that person that could flip between the juniors and the heavyweights. You know, obviously he went on to do the G1 and they would New Japan Cup. It's an open weight title. Juniors have went for it before. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I just think perhaps that was needed just to just to cement it in some people's minds, that's all. Yeah, I guess, but also, like, it fucked the Never title for the year, not being funny. <laughs> like, until Kenta got it, there was no stability for that title, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed, especially, like, Tai Chi's and Ishii's story, I thought that was great, but then, like, but no one kept it long enough for the belt to matter until Kenta got it. No, and it was a real shame that was. Like they said, what was it, 1.2 defences was the average? Like, this year we had Ibushi who lost it in his first defense to Osprey, who lost it in a, I believe a second defense to Cobb. Yep. He lost it in his first defense to Taichi, to Taichi who lost it in his he first lost, defense to Ishii. He lost it in his I believe no, it was his first defense. Kenta was Kenta. wasn't it his second defense? Because no, 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 no. Because um, right after he won it, the G one happened. Of course, yeah. So Kenta obviously won that then in. Ishii's first defence. Kenta's had three defence. This is Kenta's third defence against Goto. And it makes him the most successful champion in like since since Goto. It's just <laughs> so like even, even in that sense, this is not also a natural like even in like a purely booking sense, isn't I, I don't know. I like honestly, like you know me, Rob, I'm the first one to criticize Goto. But like I can't criticize him because Goto was current, I have nothing to criticize. No. No, like, I agree I mean, with you. The only reason the Jay White Gato match didn't go over well for me at um, Power Struggle oh, okay. because it was too long. Yeah, and like, unless you are the... very embroiled in their styles, they can come across quite boring matches. Well, here's the thing. I love Jay White's style. It's just that match was five minutes more than it had to be and had some pointless interference with... Um, I know, not pointless in hindsight, but like with Kenta coming in and all that. So like, but like you look at Go- again, just look at Goto's G one, look at Goto's match with um, Shingo. He's getting a lot better. No, I I agree with that. I agree with that. Like all my issues with Goto have sort of gone away. They might come back, but as it stands right now, they they're gone. Are we both going Goto here? As, it's weird because I just spent the last fucking ten minutes talking about him, but I think I'm just gonna. Win. If you don't have Goto win this championship, and I'm not saying he's not going to, I'm 
I'm just saying, if Kenta wins, if Kenta retains, who do you then have take the belt off Kenta? Can I give a slightly out there thought? Because Tanahashi is currently moving to a more technical style. What? He has to. His thing. Tanahashi is not fit. <laughs> Tanahashi is not fitting into the world title picture. He's just not right. Tanahashi is not fitting into the IC picture. Tan- they're not going to make Tanahashi tag with someone. So, like, if you what I say, because again, we've talked about how, the problem with the never belt. They've not had that big reign. And like as much as I'm enjoying Kenta's reign, I don't think NBA is like New Japan fans because he's a Noah guy. But what you do, you put it on Tanahashi for a year, have like a Cena style, like what Cena did with the US title championship, have it for a year, put prestige on it, and then just keep it going afterwards. Okay, so are you telling me that they are going to do what they did with Makabe? Yeah, Kabaya's essentially what we do with Makabe. So, honestly, yeah, I think that's what we should do, honestly. And, like, I understand this is a completely out there thing. I don't think this will happen. But, like, tell me about not an exciting prospect. Talking about Tanahashi, then, we'll move on to that special singles match uh, because that's semi-main, and obviously we want to talk about all the Double Dash stuff together. So we've got the match between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Chris Jericho before we say anything about this match. Interesting stat, Chris. It's the first 4th of January show at the Tokyo Dome without Tanahashi... Since 2003. No, exactly. I think it's the only Wrestle Kingdom ever not to happen. Um, it is. Just off Wrestle Kingdom, rather. Um, so, that's, that is quite that's massive. That is, but also be able to book around Jericho not being there. Do you not think they could have done something? Could you not do something with him? Nothing AEW that night, is there? So, hang on, what day is... Yeah. The th- the problem is, Chris, you risk, you put this match on the fourth, you risk loading oh. that show. Oh, that ma- yeah, that's the thing. It's perfectly different. Like, take one match off of, one big match off of, and then again. You can't, because no, it all feeds it. into night two. No, it, no, 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 exactly. Um, but it, like, ultimately, that's like a nice stat to have, but like, ultimately, no one's going to, be crying over that it had to happen at some point didn't it it was like Nagata last year was it last year was the first time he hadn't been on a Wrestle Kingdom in 22 no, I, years or in a, sorry on a January 4th in 22 years Liger I believe that was last year oh was it I apologize I thought it was Nagata Nagata was in no because Nagata was in wasn't he in the scramble no I don't think he was well yeah well it was also the case of Liger oh no no he was in the end didn't he replace Elgin, who was injured. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it was going to be Elgin, and then and I remember being upset because I love Elgin, but um, not as a person, obviously. Um, but <laughs> I keep having to preface that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, kind of, I've, I've said this last few podcasts. I'm so done with Jarek. Like, fuck off to AEW, please. Like, because he only ever starts feuds in in I'm going to fight you for some fucking reason. Like with. Kenny, like, that was enough. But, like, that's how he started his feud with Naito. He attacked Naito for no reason. That's how he started his feud with Evo. He literally attacked Evo for no fucking reason. 
um, that's how he started his feud. Um, and then like that fed into the rematch with Naito, but that still hung up the IC Championship to do fucking nothing all year um, for the latter half of the year. And then that's how he's. And then like the last two just been on the fucking vignettes. Like at least with Okada, he's a champion, so it somewhat makes some sense. But then like when he's done it with, um, at least with this one, there was some build, but like not a ton. It's like he attacked him at the end of Dominion, which just destroyed the ending of Dominion because the crowd weren't happy, but we didn't get the Okada brother. Like, because they're not being funny, New Japan fans aren't the type who are conditioned for post match um, main event angles, unless it's promo. So, like, I just. He doesn't fit in. Like, he did fit in with New Japan. He doesn't anymore. Like, it's clear where his heart is right now. And. I, I understand there's no one else he can face, but I understand I'm so done. I've been done with Jericho since last year's um, Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, question. I mean, say this is Jericho's last match. Okay, say he's not... because, And I've already said this to you. The only real match left for me is Jericho Ibushi. That's, that's the only real match I see left now. Well, I think the only match that could be good is Jay White Jericho, because Jer- Jay White could work his style, but Jericho could actually keep up with. But... A. Does Jericho... Bring the AEW Championship? No, I don't think New Japan would allow it. How honest. funny would it be if he did? Um, and secondly, who do you have winning? Mm, that's I don't think I don't. New Japan already shows they don't necessarily play into AEW politics because Mark leaves their golden child, and um, he had a strong G one, but that's mostly because they want Mark Lee to stick around. Um, because honestly, it wouldn't be a what if that put Jericho's New Japan record at. And so he has one loss to Kenny, one win. I think he's only had two wins. No, he's had one win. He beat Naito, yeah. He's lost to Naito, so, he's lost to Omega, he beat Naito. No, he beat Evil as well. And he yeah, lost to Okada. I wouldn't have Jericho winning unless this is going to continue. And oh, my god, I don't want this to fucking continue. Honestly, like, and I know this is like the one um, like marquee match I'm not necessarily looking forward to because I know Jericho could run like really good matches I mean like we saw with Cody recently that was a really good that was like a 9 out of 10 in my opinion um, with the exception of Cody almost losing his face but god that was horrendous that was fucking horrendous um it's another genuinely hard one because it depends how much because New Japan do not want to impress AEW. They don't want anything to do with AEW, from what I'm hearing. Like, apparently there was, like, negotiations, soft negotiations last year, and even the soft um, negotiations broke down. So. I am looking I forward know. to this match more <laughs> than I looked forward to the Omega match. Not the Omega match, sorry, the Okada match. True. Um, but also, this because honestly, that Okada match, because like that Dominion spot has historically, like, in the last, the last look at the last few years, it's like with Okada, it's like Tana, Naito, Styles, and Kenny. Kenny, exactly. So, like, that's for great opponents. So, like, that Dominion spot, so it holds a certain caliber. And I'm not being funny. Jericho isn't going to go to the New Japan lengths for a main event. I mean, as well. 
there was always been that slight, like, is the title going to change hands? There was no way Jericho was taking that belt off Okada. Not no, a chance. There was no way it was going to be a def- decisive finish. Because it was, like, days away from... Well, no. no. It, was, it was days away from, like... Well, it was in the middle of, like, AEW being built. So, like... Look. I am... But, like, that's not how bad. To be, and to be fair, I... In hindsight, I did slightly overrate the Jericho. Um, Omega? Oh, no, okay. No, the Omega match. I some. I like. I think. I think in my head, it's an. I. I. Of course, I wasn't around to rate it, but like in my head, nine. So like in hindsight, no, but just. I, don't, I understand, like, because when I hear Gaff talk about it, but like Gaff's talking from the perspective of someone who watches AEW, but I'm not someone who watches AEW, I'm someone who watches New Japan. And from a purely New Japan fan expert, um, perspective, fuck off, Jared. Like, it was exciting for the first year. Like, I asked, in my opinion, after Naito, the shine was completely off, Jericho. I think Tanahashi can work a more Jericho style than Okada could. No, exactly. No, no, exactly, exactly. But, like, in terms of storyline reasons, this feels so contrived at hurt. Yeah, I mean, you had... The entire premise of this, of course, is that Tanahashi came to the aid of Okada after Jer- Jericho's post-Dominion beatdown. And, of course, Jericho sort of put him on his on his naughty list. And uh, he appeared and then challenged Tanahashi. I, I'm undecided. I seem to flit from... Day to day as to who's going to win this. I think I literally can't. Other one thing, the Judas effect is slightly growing on me. I hate I it. it in, I still hate it, but I saw it in slow motion, and and it's one of those moves where I think it completely depends on someone sells it. It's like a lariat. Potentially. It's it's he was kind of doing elbow though. I don't know why he didn't just do like a roaring elbow or something. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Tanahashi. What was Tana's last big win? Um, Jay White at the best of the Super Juniors. Oh, right. He did win that. I don't know why in my, in my head I thought he lost. No, yeah, no. Oh, no, he, he did lost. lose. Oh, yeah, no, he did lose. I know, because when he debuted that really shitty finisher at Dominion that he never used again. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> against Finley. I forgot about that. What the fuck even was that? <laughs> it's just, it's quietly been sl- swept under. I've forgotten about that. Um, so, the last big Tanahashi win was... But, was it the G1? It, it, it would have been no. at some point during the G1, but he lost to he lost to Osprey. Um, Did he lose to Kenta? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I was trying to think who did Tanahashi have at Wrestle. Oh well, Tanahashi obviously won at Wrestle Kingdom thirteen because he won the belt off a mate. That's prob. That's probably genuinely the last big match. Um, d- um, keep talking about this match very quickly. I'm going to double check who Tanahashi beat in the G one. Um, it it this completely depends on whether you think this is Jericho's last match in New Japan. If it's Chris Jericho's last match in New Japan, then of course there's no one better to effectively send him on his way from New Japan than the ace of New Japan in Hiroshi Tanahashi. If we are going to get more Jericho matches, which, you know, looking at who he's got the chance, you know, 
who he's got left to take on. You've got Coach Ibushi and potentially, I don't really see it, but a feud against Jay White. Um, are either of right, those so the ones to take him out of it, to take him out of New Japan? I think Hiroshi Tanahashi is the person to do that. Go on, Chris. Um, the, who, he only beat four people in the G1, did Tana. He beat Archer, Evo. Farley. Um, Sabre. Oh, no, he did beat Far- Farley. No, Farley beat Tana. My God, he had a really poor G1. Um, And he also beat Sabre. And some, oh, no, because he beat Sabre at... Um, oh, that'll be his last big win then. He won the Rev Pro title at... Because um, Rev Pro title was a big one. Oh, it's better than beating David Finlay with a fucked finisher. Dude, but like if you're losing to Farley, who else did Farley? <laughs> Farley beat Evil, and Farley beat Kenta, Farley beat Sonata, and Farley. So Farley had a good G1. Not in match quality, he didn't. It was shocking. Not in match quality, but he ended on eight points with the rest of the block, apart from Jesus Christ. Just the G, like speed block was just so much better this year, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, it was. So. We've spent yeah. a lot of time talking about Hiroshi Tanahashi, Chris Jericho. I'm going to ask you, Chris, before we get on to the double dash, because at this point we've been talking for over two hours and we haven't reached the main event yet. So very quickly, two words, and by the two words I mean their names, don't be a dick. Who do you see coming out on top here? If I had to ask you now. Tanahashi, can Tanahashi cunt. Right, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Right, so we'll do, do, do? now all of the double dash stuff together. So on night one, you have got Jay White taking on Naito for the Intercontinental Championship, and you have got, in the main event, Okada taking on Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So, very, very quickly, Chris, I mean, for me despite the fact that we've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, the build to this, in my opinion, hasn't been that great. No, 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 no. What has, uh, I talked about Jericho. This seems super contrived. Like, this is, to get, the steps to get here are, like, unbel- and it's literally just stemmed from, like, Naito going, well, I could be a double champion. And then, like, literally Okada in storyline wants fuck all to do with this. But does this mean now that any intercontinental champion can now challenge for the heavyweight championship at the at Tokyo Dome. This is a dangerous precedent to set, Rob. I'm not going to lie, and I don't think it's like option C, isn't it? That's exactly what it is, and you risk, in my opinion, here you do Valuing risk devaluing the IC title. I mean, to be fair, they don't really see much value in the IC championship at the moment, anyway. But like when you think before Jericho, the IC title was the beat was not like. Like the, G, the heavyweight and the IC was like one um, A one B instead of like one two, sort of like how the IC title was back in WWF in um, the nineties and the eighties, um, like we're sort of like well the IWGP Championship on like the safe bet with like um, Okada headlining shows. The IC Championship can also headline shows with at times much more interesting matchups. I agree. I mean, it headlined Sengoku Lord with um, ZSJ versus Kaurabushi. That was a really, no, really good match. Thanks, past like Omega and um, Elgin, um, Elgin and Naito, um, Naito and Tana, Suzuki and Tana. Yeah, Makabe and Suzuki. They're, um, they're really they're they're interesting matchups. My my 
my point to you here is to fill two nights in the Tokyo Dome, New Japan had to come up with a catch or a hook, should I say. And the hook to be the first ever heavyweight and IC ch- ch- double champion is a great hook. It's it's a real hook because New Japan don't do that all the time. Again, it's the first one. It's inaugural. But the way they've gone about booking this has been so ridiculous because, in my opinion, this whole thing is to give Naito the moment he didn't have at Wrestle Kingdom 12. But what have they done? What has Naito done to deserve to be in this? Well, I mean, JY is the IC champion. He deserves to be in there. Kota Ibushi won the G1 Climax. He deserves to be in there. And Okada is the IWGP heavyweight champion. He deserves to be in there. Naito beat Tai Chi. Yeah. Um, what kind of a yeah. build is that heading in? No, exactly. It's not. Honestly, like. This is super contrived. Like, I'm trying to even remember like, if they all have like wins over each other, and that's all how we got to here. Because, like, literally, Jay White feels like he's I, again, I love Jay White, but he feels like he's only here um, because we needed a fourth man. That's 100% why he's there. And do you know what you yeah. say about have they all got wins over each other? No, Jay White beat Naito in the G1. Yeah, Jay White. So, Naito has yeah. no claim to this. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. It's... it's not even like Naito has a, a, any previous because Jay White not only beat him in the G1, he then beat him again at Destruction for the IC Championship. So I understand the entire premise of this is to build Naito back up and to give him that crescendo. So he was down. He was down. He, you know, that beat down by Tai Chi was the lowest point, and you had to build. Naito back up. And we spoke about this in our year in review. I said that that should have started sooner. That should have started. Basically, he should have lost that championship earlier. But this should have started around the cup instead of like the meandering around the WBC and Naito. Exactly. Because effectively, what you've said is if Tai Chi had won that match against Naito, Tai Chi would have been in this final four. And I'm sorry, much as we both appreciate Tai Chi, you couldn't possibly tell me that Tai Chi should have been in this. I mean, don't, don't don't say say things that you can't back up. But <laughs> to casual fans, this is probably amazing. Like to people who only watch um, Wrestle Kingdom, Dominion, King of Pro Wrestling, D1 Finals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, this is probably like their ideal. Yeah, fair enough. With Jay White's work is fucking fuck off. But people don't. People are still sleeping on Jay White. No, I disagree. Jay White's been phenomenal this year. Jay White is phenomenal. People still sleep on him. Mm. It's disgusting, but they do. It's disgusting. Um, men, <laughs> men only want one thing. It's not Jay White. That's disgusting. Uh, fucking right. So I'm trying to think of those logical ways to get to this position because, like, how we've got here is not logical. Like. This sort of brings me back to how, like, this whole notion that Gayle books a year in advance bullshit. And, like, this whole notion that Gayle doesn't form into WWE traps. On this card, we have a part-timer um, in the main event and a, some, and a title match, which is so convoluted that we can't even track how the fuck we got here. I think that it was always booked that on this Wrestle Kingdom, Naito 
would get his win back over Okada because he's got to beat Okada. It can't be Naito no. and Ibushi on the final night. It has got to be Naito winning the championship and winning it off Okada. If anyone else... Um, if Naito beats anyone else for that championship, it doesn't work. Um, no, because the redemption storyline has got to be Okada. Okada's but, pivotal to it. If, if this was planned that far in advance and you were planning... And like you've known you've had this double... Things so, yeah, and that'd be funny when you book a double thing like this. You have to have an idea what you're gonna do, and the, the idea was this tournament the whole time. They could have booked, they could have booked around that. That's my main problem with New Japan this year. The matches have been amazing, the booking, not so much. And I think yeah, emphasize that. And like I'm still, the only thing I'm still excited. But we mentioned this in our year end review was the reason me and you have so branched out into every aspect of Japanese wrestling because the booking is not there right now in New Japan. Like, and I'm not even sure it's a panic button thing because it's affected every division. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I just this 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 entire thing is to build Naito, and I understand that. But in the in the <laughs> shuffle, you have oh, lost Kota Ibushi. No, exactly. That's thing. Ibushi and Akada. Honestly, I think because like Ibushi is like with the exception of the G1 match and the Tiger Mask W match, if you even count that, um, Ibushi's like Okada's last challenge, um, the last challenge that Okada hasn't faced. It's sort of like how when the dust settled, it was just supposed to, and honestly, this is too, they've tried to cram two Wrestle Kingdom's worth of stories into this one thing, and it hasn't went well. Um, I'm sure they'll have a two-day dome next year, but like this sort of shitty booking is what fucked New Japan around about last time. And like it's they're, not, they're nowhere near that point yet. They're nowhere near draw, um, drawing under ten thousand to the Tokyo Dome. But I know, like honestly, for me to like to keep to have my continued interest in each one next year, like New Year's Dash needs to be a reset on how they fucking book. Because like honestly, this is this tournament, especially like WWE levels of shoddy bookings. And like again, the matches will be great. That's only like um, any given time. That's only part of my enjoyment. Like. We'll have a feel-good moment. It's kind of been forced into the story. They're like, fine. Fucking do better. <laughs> Essentially. No, I, I, I do agree. I don't think... I don't think it's been shoddy. I just... I think... They could... They had an idea. They had an idea of what they wanted to do. They knew they were doing two nights at the Dome, and they knew that they would be doing... Um, Naito's redemption and not only Naito's redemption but being the first person to do something to really secure his name in the annals of history it's the way that they've gone well, there they they know the destination but getting from point A to point B they haven't they don't seem to have thought it through enough and I think you know, I mean Jay White put on Twitter and this was brilliant because they put all the match cards on Twitter with little stills from the feud. So you had Knight, uh, sorry, Ibushi and Okada facing off, and you had Goto and Kenta beating the shit out of each other. And for the Naito Jay White one, bearing in mind that Jay White is actually the IC champion at the moment, they had a picture of Naito with the belt. Yeah. And Jay White went, I... Is everybody forgetting that I'm actually the fucking champion? You are New Japan World. I'll do the fucking work for you. Jay White is such an afterthought in this, and it makes me so sad because this is meant to be. There's too many people where they this year we're trying to be. It's going to be this person's year. 
that's like not the tra- issue for me. The issue is that Jay White is not only the fourth man in this, he's the man who's taking two pinfalls. No, he's beaten Abushi and Night So you're They're telling gonna... me that the G1 Climax winner is not only losing his championship opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom in the main event, having been yeah. pretty much relegated to side project for the entirety of the last part of the year he's then going to t- he's then going to lose to jay white is it bad that i forgot that <laughs> that Bushi won the g1 and all of it it it's Obviously, all it's... been that it seems to it's... me like they've tried to cram a year's build into no, that, king of pro wrestling forward they've put two tokyo domes in one and like, I'm not being funny, have Nitro's like this year and Ibushi's like next year, Bushi's not going to cool off, whereas Naito has definitely cooled off. Like, I know New Japan never take the first opportunity, but I don't think this Naito example is anywhere near, like, people always bring up, like, Kenny and how, like, when he won it, it was even more sweeter and it meant even more. No. Completely different things, completely different builds. They should have pulled the trigger. <laughs> like, in hindsight, looking at how we booked this, it's going to be great if Naito wins. And, like, honestly, how New Japan book now, I honestly can't even guarantee Naito will win. <laughs> but, like, they should have pulled out Wrestling in 12. Because when you look at how suffocated that championship has been, and, like, how disappointing Kenny Drain was. Uh, I. Get a lot of casual audiences because I really wanted to like Kenny Rain, but also. This is the best story. This is a month, but I, I don't know. Like, and because like, you keep Naito hot, but you've not kept Naito hot. Like, unless he had the IC Championship, Naito has been lost in the shuffle. I think everyone's been lost in the shuffle because they've been trying to find a way to build this thing. And I think they did themselves a disservice by not announcing that they were doing this. Yeah. Because everyone was just assuming that that was happening. I think in advance they really should have just had, um, and also on this night, I see, but also I guess we didn't want to um, overshadow because this has been something that's been murmuring just because Naito says I'll be double champion. And that's like, fine. Have, have Naito, again, I love Jay White. Have Naito keep the belt, have Naito defend the belt, and then have him move on. Like, honestly, the story would have worked just so much more smoothly if, because like, it's, it's not beyond like Ron's possibility, but Kayfabe New Japan was just like, well, a double champion sounds really cool. We'll just do that, and then like you have the two like built up fuse the night before, and then like you have the sudden shock of ooh, Naito could possibly like this week. Jay White winning the belt has derailed this, and it's done such a disservice to both Naito and Jay White, who in my opinion have had the best years of anyone in New Japan this year. Question. Okay, very quickly. I was really excited for this tournament until we started thinking about the booking. <laughs> I'm going to quickly say now, on face value, these two nights are fucking great. And just look, especially at night two, look at what we've got. You've got Phantasmo Ishimori versus Rapongi 3K. You've got ZSJ versus Sonada. You've got Juice versus potentially Moxley versus potentially Lance Archer. That'll be great. Hiroki Goto versus Kenta. That's going to be outstanding. Whoever loses those two matches on the 4th of January, they're having a singles match here. And you are stupid if you do not think that that has any sort of ramifications going forward. Whoever wins that match is pretty much the number one contender. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Someone uh, is coming out of this super weak. Exactly. And then you've got the double championship. You've got Tanahashi versus Jericho. That's one night. That's fucking stacked. No, it's stacked. But uh, look, you know, I'm going to put this in a terms like this feels like WrestleMania, where like on paper it can be amazing. But like I enjoy WrestleMania because I don't. And as someone who doesn't watch the WWE product past WrestleMania and past the Rumble, I don't need to think about the ramifications of the booking. As this is something I watch. This is something I enjoy. This is something I watch the small shows on. So this is something I care a lot about the fucking booking. And like again, just. Here's the thing. New Japan have always had like the four pillars, or like even like uh, it was the three musketeers. But like in, since, especially in the Bushi Road era, they always had like that four. They always had like had like Tana, Okada, Naito, and then um, whatever Gaijin and uh, Bullet um, Gaijin's running Bullet Club, right? That's basically how it's been. They've never ranked. <laughs> They've never like done something like this where you eventually have a tier list of the pillars because it is against the basic philosophy of having pillars to do that. Like, I sort of get how, like, like when you say you look at the 90s All Japan pillars, like um, Kabashi and Masawa are on one level, and then like, you have Kawada and Tawe. I sort of get, like, but like, that's better than, like, having, like, a definitive list. No, I get, I get that. It, but anyway, um, we haven't actually made official predictions. We just bitched about the bookings, though. I believe we're both just agreeing with like um, Okada and Naito going on over on night one to face on night two because that's the most natural storyline in this feud of no natural storylines. And then like a, honestly, a white Ibushi rematch will be great. Again, I think need to hit hard reset on booking after this. But um, I don't know. I don't want either Ibushi or White to lose, but they will. Maybe Ibushi loses in like a fucky way. I think White can take two pins. I don't think Ibushi can take two pinfalls. Not back to back. But White has already lost so many big matches this year. Like, I know being funny, like Ibushi's won a lot more big matches. Like Ibushi's been like ice champion or whatever. White, yeah, he won uh um Wrestle Kingdom, won a new beginning, set up really well, but then lost at um G1 Supercard. Meandered for a fair while. Um, lost in the D1 finals. Um, and then on the, like, beat Naito, but like, at the end, at the tail end of this year, fucking everyone's beating Naito. So, see, like, Yano beat Naito. See, I disagree with you. You look at the year this bloke has had. It's his second year, his second full year in the company. He Jeff. is now, he is yeah. now, just this year, he beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. He won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The irrelevant of how he was booked, he won the championship. You said, yeah, well, he, won- he sort of meandered and then he got beaten in the final. Yeah, but he got through in his second G1, he got through to the G1 Climax final and had match after match after match of the year contenders. He then went on to become the IC champion. In two years, this man has won the IC, the heavyweight and on top of that, he's won the United States Championship, all while taking control of the Bullet Club. I think too well, high well, profile. Going, uh, he's shit, but he isn't shit. Fuck off, Marks. Um, two yeah, high no, profile I... matches at Wrestle Kingdom, just because he's got two high profile matches, and yeah, he's probably going to lose. He's got. He's had two years. He's still young. He can come back from that. Ibushi, I think, needs the momentum of at least that one win. 
at the end. Whereas White, I don't want to see Naito versus Jay White again for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. And if Jay White wins uh-huh. that second match and he becomes the number one contender, you know, the de facto number one contender for anything, you know, I, d- I don't want to see it, especially if Naito is going to hold both championships. I'd rather see Ibushi Naito, which they seem to have not touched since Dominion. I'd rather see that again at a new beginning show. Can you imagine that main eventing the new beginning show? That'd be incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really down on this book. Like, again, this will be an incredible match. And assuming they can f- find some way to keep momentum going, this will be fine. But, like, for this specific wrestling kingdom, the booking has got me down. Rob. I disagree. Um, I think Wrestle Kingdom, I'm taking a positive tone. I think Wrestle Kingdom looks fucking stellar. No, I was I was going into this stoked, but like literally like part of the reason I went to New I, I converted from like um Dobri to stuff like um New Japan was because there was so much continuity in the booking, whereas this well when it's an amazing card, it feels like it's put together for the sake of being an amazing card rather than like a lot of it like a lot of it does make booking sense because like, I just ranted about how much Goto and Kenta makes booking sense. But also, yeah, no, it's going to be great. And it's going to be like last year with Kenny and um, Tana when the match is happening. I'm going to be in the moment of the match and I'm going to find it amazing. What I'm, what I'm saying is like after this, we need to do better with booking. And I believe you agree with me on that front, at least. Yes, I do. I do agree with you on that front. I do agree with you on that front. But I, I'm, I'm going into this. I'm stoked. I'm disappointed with a couple of matches. I'm disappointed with the two eight-man tags on night one, but the rest of night one looks fucking mint. Night two, I'm slightly disappointed that Liger's last match isn't a singles match, as I've already stated to you. But aside from that, and, you know, do we need a second US Heavyweight Championship title defense? That's that's for whatever. That's I literally think that might be overkill, but also, like... Don't look at gift half in the mouth. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's going to be a great match. You know, it's Juice and Juice has come on exponentially. We, what did we give Juice and... We gave that an eight, didn't we? We found that really fun. Eight, yeah. We, yeah, we really enjoyed that. But are you telling yeah. me that that slot couldn't have been used for an Ishii or a Suzuki? Or a Shingo? Shingo hasn't got a high-profile match. No. Shingo. Very, I know, I know. It's very, it's very true. And... Like, do you think they're gonna if they keep going with the two day dome? Because like, I don't know what the sales are looking like. I haven't looked into that. I've heard that it's a national holiday in Japan during these two days this year, and or next year. Sorry, well, no, this year because when you listen to this, people, it's the first of January. Um, so that might be why they've done a two day dome. It is not. We'll find out. I presume on the Wrestle Kingdom pre-show, or the Wrestle Kingdom pre-whatever they call it. They announce um, all the way through, don't they? Yeah, well, I think they sort of announce up to the G1, and then, like, the big show, like, because King of Pro Wrestling will always be around the same time, etc., etc., but, like, um, we'll announce, like, the schedule in some detail up to the G1, and then... um, Yeah, because they announce announce the two dome shows. But maybe announcing the UK show, we're going to have to jump up. We decided we're going quicker this time. The problem we had was, and I think if they do another uh, UK show, it'll be it'll be the copper box again. Yeah, well, we do like honestly, because even if we did Manchester, that's perfect for us. 
Oh, Manchester. Manchester's forty minutes away from my house. Yeah, it's not that far, but like if we could coerce Garth into coming. Oh, we coerce Garth into coming because you could just stop at mine, so it wouldn't cost anything. No, exactly. You can come. You can set what robs. We can get drunk while his girlfriend judges us. Exactly. I mean, we don't even have to get drunk for that to happen. <laughs> so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've we've spoken for two and a half hours about this card. We've given differing opinions on the general nature of the card. We agree with some booking decisions. We disagree with others. What we do both agree on is that when January 4th and January 5th roll around, it's going to be such a fucking show. It's going to be incredible and probably match show of the year without a doubt you look at some of these matches absolutely insane so chris final thought of the two nights what is the match you are most looking forward to on paper abushi and okada because we've got that like i I believe we gave it 10 but like i got the feeling in that match they were holding something back for um, the next um, for their Wrestle Kingdom match, which was an eventuality. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think that will be a stellar match. But you said on paper, so in reality, what are you most looking forward to? If if Naito gets through, Naito versus Okada, in theory, should have a ton of heat. Oh my god, can you imagine the crowd reaction? Holy shit, that's going to be through the roof. <laughs> but in terms of what we know is happening, I am actually going to say the junior matches one muscle authority from what we know is happening because honestly my enjoyment of both um, Okada and Naito and um, the hypothetical Naito and um, okay fuck it. yeah of, like the hypothetical tournament literally is all down to because honestly um, the only and not the only combination in the final that wouldn't be happy with is Ibushi and Naito again no I I, I understand that <laughs> Um, like, uh, honestly, if JY got through, like, I'd be the only person happy about it. But I'd be so happy. About it. <laughs> um, but, like, be happy about it because he likes watching the world. But, but yeah, um, like again, it's going to be a great. We're going to be two great shows, and respect. So is the All Japan show the day before, which I believe we're doing a watch along. We need to sort that out. We'll sort that. It probably won't be live. I'll. I'm just going to say that now because the chances of me being able to get away with, you know, my girlfriend and say, hey, um, just quickly, I'm going to be pretty much non-contactable on the 3rd, 4th and the 5th and then I go back to work on the 6th just to watch wrestling is very, very slim. Yeah, I I, I have the same problem, but I don't have any friends. <laughs> and on that desperately desperately sad notes <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening uh we've really enjoyed doing this one um i hope you've had a lovely christmas and a happy new year we will be back on the 8th of january reviewing both dome shows and new year's dash uh you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you find podcasts i include spotify Castbox, apple podcasts everywhere you find podcasts we are there you can talk to us on twitter at at young lioncast uh, same on facebook find us there we are part of the podmania podcasting network so find us on podmania.co.uk go there check out all the stuff we do on there including the match ratings the pay-per-view pickums and fan archive of all the podcasts that we've produced um you can talk to me on twitter at at real rob goodwin chris where can they find you 
<laughs> which is horrendously ironic considering how much we're looking forward to his match um yeah i mean because honestly it, I, it's three l's and i never clarify that and i don't know how to keep clarifying that so i'm probably going to change it this is the last one where it's going to be no go- like come january 2nd i'm changing it <laughs> well thank you all people for laughing at his joke because it's it's tickled me the entire time um yeah, but like we let before like it killed us <laughs> like eventually the joke will die and come back alive <laughs> and try and kill us thank you so much for listening guys we'll talk to you guys again soon bye